just like a a big extended advert. Uh, uh, Bill, I got recognized again. Okay. By someone else, by a, a, a different person. It was a different person. It wouldn't be so impressive if the same person from the first time recognized me again. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very impressive at all. No. Although I hope he would recognize you again. Well, it's good. And, and I, can, I can assure you that uh, Mr. Clockwork Door does recognize me. Every time I, yes, every time I come into the, to- to the clockwork door, he says hi. This is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yes, I got recognized by a different person. Uh, and there's kind of a humorous anecdote around it that I thought I'd, uh, I'd just tell you, if that's okay. Go for it. Um, so the, I was out drinking with some of the students one night. Mm-hmm. And uh, like not, not heavy drinking or anything, like just like casual drinks. Uh, yeah. After, after of go, Guinness of not no not of Guinness and this is a key point here not of Guinness there was no Guinness okay. there was only craft beers because we're in like a, a sort of like craft beery hipstery sort of place so I just I don't know what these beers are where? what where was it uh, around the corner from where I work oh yes of course of course um so anyway so we were we were there uh, we had some drinks I ordered just a, a bottle that looked nice because I don't understand what's in it. Uh, and, that, and that was fine. Went to get a train with a friend of mine and uh, recognized by this guy. And unbeknownst to me, this bottle was like super beer. Like it was extremely high alcohol content beer. And it, <laughs> it just kind of hit me, right? And like I had one drink and I was not in the best of shape, which is kind of like embarrassing. So myself and uh, Sam was his name, had probably the most awkward conversation known to man in the train station. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to bring this up and I want to apologize to Sam because I was not very entertaining. Uh, like I barely managed to string together coherent sentences and it was like, it's just not cool. So uh, thanks Sam for coming up and saying hi. But, but yeah, uh, no bueno on Edgar's part. Uh, if anyone... Do- don't be intimidated from doing it again if you do run into him again. Yeah, I was just... And thought- he'll, he'll, he'll try be, he'll try be more coherent next time. D- definitely, definitely <laughs> come up to me, but don't expect me to be to be brilliant at this because it's just I, I still find it really odd it's a really strange dynamic <laughs> uh, but anyhow so so after meeting Sam it was great we took a selfie there, there's a picture on Twitter people can go check it out um, got on the train with my friend went back home right and this was like maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh, I don't know like 12 midnight something like that went up mm-hmm. to the front door of my house put the key like no joke like 2 millimeters into the keyhole and went this key doesn't work in this door I can't get into this house. Like I just, I convinced myself that that was a thing that was happening. And so I rang up my friend and was like, can I stay in your house tonight? Cause I'm locked out of my house. <laughs> and then, so I ended up staying in his house. And then I woke up at like, like quarter to seven the next morning to get ready for work. And then like, as I woke up, I was like, I'm totally able to get into my own house. So I marched out of his house down the road into the house that I stay in and just walked in the door. Like the key worked fine. And it was like, not until I had coffee that morning did I, did I kind of like fully come out of it. And I was like, that, that one beer, man, that, was, that one beer was crippling. Like, how, how strong was it? it was, someone told me it was like 12% or something. Okay. Like it's pretty strong. Yeah, but it's still, it, this is the problem with, with being... Because if you drank it quickly and, you yeah. know... Yeah, I did. I suppose I did drink it relatively quickly, and also it depends on like what you'd eaten. And then I'm a thin person, so I I can't. There's not much of you. 
there's not much of me, so I can't handle the best of the beer at the best of times. So, but it all just hit me the wrong way, and then in the middle of it, I was recognized and had to try and hold the conversation. It just didn't work. Was it a tasty beer? No, no, it had a really, really bad after ca- a taste to it. Like it was, yeah, it was imagine it would a fine going down, but th- yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Now, um, so yeah, if anyone sees me and they'd like to say hello, please come up. I promise I won't be drunk, and uh, <laughs> and if, uh, but but even even if I am sober, just just bear with me because I I'm socially I'm not the best, uh, but I, I'll try my best. <laughs> Uh, next, we have on on this list format decisions. Yeah. Okay. So follow up from the previous show, really quickly. I'm gonna make this an MP3 show from now on. Okay, but, that's the not enhanced one. Not enhanced. I'm just gonna ditch the M4A. There's too many problems. Loads of people can't do it, and even with people trying different players, there were still problems. It's just MP3. We'll go basic to make sure everyone can get the show. Okay, and the M4A can maybe be revisited at some point in the future, maybe like next season or something, you know. Yeah, if there's if, some if, breakthrough. If we, if we figure out that those um, problems are surmountable. Right, exactly. But for now, we'll go back to basics. Uh, cool. And then also the plugging thing. Uh, I had to think about that, and I listened to some of the comments that were uh, in the subreddit after the show. Uh, I think I'm going to go with your idea, Bill. The, okay. the plugging thread. I actually... On second uh, thinking over, I think it's a good idea. Just have a place where artifacts of fans can put their own projects, and if someone's interested in that, we can they can just go there. Um, cool. So we might do something and maybe like pin it to the top, make, make it like a Reddit thread and pin it to the top of the comments, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Um. Which is yeah. So uh, they, I think if if you're okay with those two decisions, I think we should plow ahead with them. Yeah, they they both sound good to me, and I I trust you. You. You trust me. That makes I trust you. That makes one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it there. So anyhow, next bit of follow up. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Uh, well, we ended the last um, the last episode on a political note and joking that it might in fact be the very last episode <laughs> if things didn't go the right way on November the eighth. And well. We were half right because <laughs> it wasn't the very last episode, but things did not go the right way on November the eighth. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> uh, is, what What are your feelings and thoughts on this? We won't dwell on it for too long, but I think we should acknowledge it. Um, it's very bad. Um, it's like I, I don't know where to begin. Um, I I can without for a moment agreeing with the action um and i think that whether or not you there's a lot of debate you know whether all trump supporters are racist and all that and i think that there's an argument to be made there but maybe it's a bit reductionist whatever um certainly voting willingly voting in a man for whatever reason you did vote him in they're not relevant that willingly voting in a man who rose to prominence after using such uh, hateful speech um, against against uh, race, against women, against um, uh, religion, against against religions, that that is a racist act, and that is a hateful, misogynistic, Islamophobic act, and that makes me very sad that that happened. Um, it has been bad for the the society of America. You know that the the 
racist and hateful violence empowered by that victory that began like the day of the victory that began on the 9th um and uh, as i said you know you can I, I can understand reasons that people would vote for it because the system has failed everyone so completely and you know you you could be duped into thinking that this is something that will solve you if you are if you're working class and white and you think, well, you know, the, the system no longer supports me and this is going to change the system and that's that's what I need to do, you know, you're okay, yeah, you're doing it at the at the at the expense of anyone who isn't like you, and that's that's a disgusting thing to do. Um but they've been conned. Um you know you they a man I, I saw a great a great image of uh Trump and the former UKIP leader Nigel Farage in um, like the, a photo of them together in a golden elevator. And the, the headline for it was that uh, two millionaires in a golden elevator uh, have convinced people that they've beaten the system. Like it's, it's you, you couldn't write how absurd the, the, the whole mentality behind it is because, you know, he, he has no intention of, of really shaking up the system in favor of, the working class whites that supposedly he was he was championing um he's appointed millionaires uh to cabinet positions and he's appointed actual wall street um uh shills you know when that was one of the things that he accused hillary of um he's got climate change deniers in charge of science and environment he's put um you know, the, there's his VP has creationist sympathies at least. Um, there's talk been talk of other creationists and science deniers being put in charge of education. Um, you know, talking about getting rid of like corruption and the 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 problems that definitely are inherent in DC. And he's appointed people to positions that they're entirely unqualified for. Um, and their only seeming qualification is that they're married to other people who have been in that role or who who have held relevant positions. And it's a great big mess. It is. <laughs> that is, I didn't expect you to talk so earnestly about it. Sorry, yeah, no, I, I kind of started, I thought, like, how long, was that like five minutes? I, I kind of started answering the question. And then about halfway through that, I was like, oh, I was like, oh dear, I'm, I'm really going on, I'm going off on one here. No, no, no. But then I kind of, I got my flow and I didn't want to stop without making sure I'd covered all of the bases. You did, you covered all the bases. No, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's a really sad day. I think a lot of people need to learn about a concept called normalization. Um, because... Like you said at the start there, most people didn't vote for him because they are racist. But I, there seems to be this disconnect that people don't understand that if you vote for some other reason, you're still normalizing his yeah. race talk. And this is a this is a problem. Like, you know, you have everywhere, you know, like kind of like say that locker room talk, for example, like that cannot become normalized then it becomes the norm and that is bad for society but people don't understand that term um mm -hmm. that is something i think a lot of people need to learn about like there's not you can't allow that and they have I mean, they've allowed it and it's all it's horrible what what that vote does is saying that you can you can be a misogynist you you, you can speak about about women in the way that he does that you can speak about um 
Muslims in the way that he does, and that you can speak about race the way that he does, and that you're still qualified, that that is okay for the person to, to hold the highest office in the land to believe those things, that it is okay for that yeah. person, the person who believes that, to be in power. And it's it's grotesque. Yeah, it's it's truly... I, it really is truly despicable. Like I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to bash like Republican voters because you know my feelings about the, like the Republican Democrat divide. But it's just he's a real horrible, hateful man, and it's a real sad time. And 2016 has really screwed us up. Like <laughs> it's been a bad, bad year. Yeah, it's not been great. And your your man Pence, he's he's worse. He's just, oh, he's so bad. He's so backward. And I like yeah. the, the science, like you mentioned, you touched on the creationist thing. The scientist, or not the scientist in me, but rather the person who loves science in me is weeping that you can have someone yeah. like that. It's just, he's going to, he, if he's allowed to just do what he wants to do and considering Trump is an idiot, he probably will. He's going to roll back the clock on so many advancements and we don't want the dominant superpower in the world being led by that sort of person. It's just, oh, it's just an absolute train wreck. But yeah. an American friend of mine it did give me some consolation hope. It's like, it's not, technically, it's not four years of Trump. Technically, it's two years of Trump. Because at least in two years, you have a mild get out of free uh, get out of jail free card in that you can just vote the all democratic congress or whatever it is the house in just like block yeah. things up a little bit so that made me feel a little bit better like with the way bureaucracy works and how hard it is to get things done you're like okay two years can he really yeah. do all all the hateful stuff he probably was planning to do so i don't know as as i mean and the, the effectiveness of that has been shown in the last couple of years with how little obama has been able to do uh, you know i've I'm in no way his greatest fan, but, you know, he hasn't been able to uh, appoint a, a Supreme Court judge um, because he's been he's been blocked at every, at every step um, or every attempt. Yeah, and the, the, su- the, the Supreme uh, Court judge, Bill, the, the Trump, Trump might get like, oh, he could get two in. Oh, God. And it's like, well, I, he only he only needs one for majority and then. GOP control every branch of government simultaneously. And it's just like, and that's like, regardless of political, what, yeah. what, where you fall, everyone knows a monopoly is not a good thing. It is yeah. not good to have in, entire control on one party. It's just, that's just not healthy. And apparently every member of his proposed cabinet so far is opposed to LGBTQ rights or has a history of um, being opposed to them. It's like, I have one particular American friend who falls into some some of these categories whereby you know their life could be made a lot harder yeah. over the next while and that is really sad when you see on a personal level and just kind of like i remember i i talked to this person and i was like i'm really sorry uh mm-hmm. just please be well i'm not sorry but please be aware that there are those of us in other lads who actually care about these things still mm-hmm. and like you know so it's just it's just it's just really sad it's it's terrible um so there you go. <laughs> See, I didn't want. It's weird. We didn't want to talk about this too much, but we should have acknowledged. Obviously, acknowledging it, we need to, we need to do that. But it just yeah. it's it's such a downer. Like it's. Oh, so <laughs> I really didn't. I really didn't see myself going off on one quite to that extent. So apologies, but no, but you're, no, it just kind of. <laughs> you're you're you were dead right. You were dead right. Also, I think it's worth pointing out how terrible of a candidate Hillary was to lose to Trump. Like how how incredibly unlikable that person was. You know? I mean, I've I've nothing, 
I don't think she's any worse than anyone else who's who's going to be a candidate in that position. But I mean, I guess I haven't really followed her that much. Um, well, no, I mean, the thing, the thing to bear in mind, she she's been like she's come, come going into that election after twenty five at least years of um, smears from the other side. Like she she's been in the political eye for that long, and they've had that long to to tear her apart. And the worst thing that they could like, the worst thing they tried was about the emails, which was and which wasn't nothing. They managed to mm. make it something. They managed to make it seem like something, but really it wasn't nothing. They could have gone with all of the actual um, <laughs> bad stuff, like you know her support for the drone campaigns that you know murdered loads yep. of Yemeni. But you know the G- it's not like the the GOP are gonna um, stop doing that. Oh god, it's so depressing. It's so depressing. <sighs> anyway, should we should we talk? Should we move on from this politics to what actually is a much better? aspect of politics and that would be the political discussions in our subreddit reddit yeah um that was pretty good i, I mean I, I i knew that we had a bit of a uh, a lefty uh, contingent among our li- listenership <coughs> Poop here sorry uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a there's um sort of quite 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 far left uh cohort there but uh, yeah some very good discussions on the thread for uh, ap18 yeah, and like uh, I mentioned in the last show about there being no such thing as a bad political system, and mm. uh, someone brought up the Nazism being yeah. a, a bad political system. Now, usually, what happens in internet threads when the word Nazi gets brought brought up, uh, a all out hate war starts. But abandon all hope, ye who reason here. Exactly. But I was, I was uh, without being patronizing at all. I was kind of like really impressed with the level of discourse on the sub. I was like, this is great. People are just mm-hmm. talking and like being engaging and debating and sharing ideas and no one's no one's hating on anyone. And that is in direct conflict to what we've seen in the States. So we what we need to do is we need to make Artifexia an actual country because clearly the people who inhabit this country are much better than everyone else. Like, ah oh, sorry. Um <laughs> I, I I think we can we can allow for uh, somewhat loose speech around that original statement you made and that you're saying that there's nothing inherently wrong either with uh, the fundamental of uh, a, a right-wing or the fundamental of a left-wing approach to solving problems. I think that was probably... Would that be slightly more yeah. like what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah. That is that. That is exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, but so, yeah, props to the sub. Well done, sub. Really, really good. Um... I hope. I hope. No, no. Here, here's here's a fun term I learned recently. Actually, <laughs> go for it. Tanky. Tanky. A tanky. Spell. T a n k i e. Tanky. All right. Hold on. Tango Alpha <laughs> November <laughs> Kilo Indigo Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> hold on. I, I, I'm I'm going to learn the I'm going to properly learn the nano alphabet. Let's 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 do this right. Wait. Hi. Oh. So is this a mixture between a towel and a hanky? Okay, <laughs> Tango Alpha November Kilo India Echo. There we go. No, it's um, it's it's a, a term used among lefties, as far as I understand. Now, obviously, those of you out there, correct me here. Um, for for defenders of Stalin, tankies. Now, why are they called tankies? Because here in the public eye, like in in kind of the international sort of communist parties he lost a lot of support after the um 
after the the Soviet Union intervened in the Hungarian Revolution of I should know this because I did refer to this in my um, thesis, which I think was was it 1956? No, you're yes, asking, 1956. Yeah, you're asking the wrong person there. Um, and that was when Moscow sent a lot of tanks in to put down the revolution. So he, that was so people who were defending is like, no, that was the right thing to do for the sake of of global socialism. Became known as tankies. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, you you've just lost any tankies that are you've just lost as any tankies that are in our listenership for calling Stalin evil. Uh, that's twice. I think I called them evil the last time as well. Or okay, well, was it Stalin? anyone who didn't listen to the previous podcast, <laughs> any tankies who didn't listen to the previous podcast, are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, speaking of terms, Bill, uh, what is this Fabianism or Fabianism you were talking about in the sub? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, so, Fabianism is kind of from the late 19th century in England, or in, in the UK, in Britain. Um and it was a socialist society that later went on to be one of the kind of the founding organizations of the Labour Party, which like the currently existing Labour Party in, in the United Kingdom. And the, the kind of the Fabian idea was gradual reform of society, I think is, is the, the fundamental thing behind it. That rather than having, rather than being socialists that were going to violently overthrow the government, they would gradually reform and improve it. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And interesting thing, um, as far as I know, George Bernard Shaw was one of the founders. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. God, it seems like a very on the fence sort of movement. It's like, we will, we'll, I will do it. We'll just take our time with it. It's okay. Yeah, well, I think that would be one of the the, the criticisms of the right. approach now, which is that you don't really you don't tend to get anywhere by asking politely yeah. for injustices to be to to, to be uh, rectified. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone thinks that, for example, civil rights in the nineteen sixties was you know people marched in Washington and they asked nicely, you know, can we stop being discriminated against? But actually, there was you know a lot of violent clashes and people like rightly so demanding and directly demanding and refusing to take part in society and disrupting society um you know and that goes up to and includes riots and things and um it worked to an extent and it was uh, in my view obviously the correct thing to do um whereas i think fabianism is, is criticized for having a sort of a more moderate approach um no, I'm sure they have achieved things. I don't know a lot about the history of the society. I'm sure they have achieved things. Like perhaps the the uh, introduction of the welfare state was kind of part of them gradually reforming society to be more fair. Um, but that is, yeah, that is certainly one criticism. Uh, it has also got some weirdly um, colonialist ideas in its in its history because obviously at the time when it was so it was founded in I don't know the 1880s or something 1884. Um, the Britain was the head of a vast global empire, and part of their idea was that they would spread this British idea of gradual socialism all over the world, and they would kind of bring the light out to their colonies. Oh, Jesus. Which is, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to do things right, but we're not going to address the, the global issue here of the, the colonialism and the conquering and, and all that bad stuff um 
<laughs> oh boy, Empire man. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Empire's are terrible. It's awful. They you know they they get you they mean you can build like cool big kick-ass buildings and stuff, but you know, you've got to murder loads of people yeah. to do it, so yeah. And roundabouts. Hey, um, can I ask a question? Why is it called yeah. Fabianism or, or Fabianism? Where um, where's that term come I from? Did know this. Um is it to do with Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out here. I remember reading something along these lines, and then I'm gonna check it and you can hear me be right or wrong, <laughs> you know, live on air. Um I have a vague idea that it had something to do that Fabian has something to do with like uh, turtles or tortoises. What? And they that was a symbol that they used to talk about the gradual reform. Oh god, what that they it's would do bad. things slowly. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna check. I, I don't know if this is right at all. Um, Fabian Society, Fellowship of the New Life, no. Um, oh, way wrong, way wrong. They do use a tortoise as a symbol, that's it, yes. Represents its goal of the gradual expansion of socialism. Yeah, I was right about that. But Fabius, um, Fabius Maximus was a Roman general whose nickname was Cunctator, or the Delayer. <laughs> He sought gradual victory against the Carthaginian army against Hannibal, you know, during the, was the Second Punic War, I think, um, through persistence harassment and wearing down the enemy by attrition rather than head-on battles. Okay, well, that's a pretty badass reason. Yeah, okay, I like that. Nothing about this movement's branding makes them seem in any way appealing. They just seem so impotent. It's like, everything is like, every uh, every bit of branding is slow. The name implies slow their mandate implies slow and it just seems like it just seems really odd it seems like a really strange movement to me um i mean you know there, there is a lot of nice nice kind of stuff there that they, they don't want to totally dismantle everything that you know because I, I guess you can make a case that the status quo has a value in and of itself that you, you know if you cause too much disruption then it it makes it hard to change anything and strong men become hold all the power etc um you know and how it has it, it is about kind of enlightenment and progression and stuff but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of bad stuff mixed in with it um i, I only read i didn't know this previously but just when i was fact checking some of this stuff i saw a thing on wikipedia um that in the early 1900s the a lot of them supported eugenics oh, so that's okay. that's poor yeah it's not um, great now um and that was oh that was involved in the Australian thing of the Stolen Generations. Ugh. Gross. Oh, so some really not-so-nice... Uh, anywhere where there's humans, there's always not-so-nice stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah awful, awful, awful. Except when it comes to Edgar. Except when it comes to Artifexia, where all our citizens are... Well, I was going to say, like, enlightened philosopher kings, but I think that's a thing that's been co-opted by... <laughs> Some of the the nasty elements of the right on the internet, so I don't want to say that either. I d- I don't think I don't think we we can't class ourselves rulers of Artifexia, though. That's not a thing we can do. Does Artifexia have rulers? I don't think so. I think are we, this... so, are we sort of a, a benevolent uh, collective? A yeah, commune, a sort of a, a sort of a, a soft anarchist commune. Yeah, I was about to say anarchy, but without all the anarchy. Well, it depends what you mean by anarchy, Edgar, because it like. Like a lot of people, I think, have misconceptions about what that actually means. It's not no social order. It's just a very kind of flat social order. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was playing on the sort of like the Sex Pistols images of anarchy, okay. as in like out wanton destruction everywhere, no rules, no nothing. I fully appreciate that. That's not what the uh, 
the anarchist movement is about. I think, you know, Bill... Well, some of them it is, but, you know, not I, many of them. You, you know Bill Mayer? Is it Bill Mayer? Bill Maher. Bill Maher. That American comedian. Uh, no, that's not him. Who's the guy who does the American uh, politics stuff? He's the lefty guy, white hair, slick back. Yeah, he's a comedian. All right, are we on about the same person? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... he uh, Anti-vaxxer. Is, is he an anti-vaxxer? Yep. He's an anti-vaxxer. Yep. That that seems like a non-sequitur given everything I know about him. Wow. I, I, I kind of think of it as um, stuff about like anti-vaccination and uh, GMOs and Big Pharma is the left's version of climate change denial. Is like that, that's kind of like the, the anti-science hill that some people on this side of the spectrum are going to die on. That's, that's bizarre. How can, like with the stuff I've heard, I, I don't understand. The anti-vax, the anti-vaccination thing, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. There's, there's inherent, like extreme broken logic in that. Now, I, I think it's really offensive. Yeah, it's, yeah, I always want to it's really bad because it assumes that okay we're not going to get into this but but just it assumes that like autism or whatever whatever disease or whatever thing they think is is going to be caused is is worse than any of the myriad things that the vaccinations are protecting it's like oh my god my child has autism uh that is so much worse than them having measles than them having death yeah yeah <laughs> from and rubella and it's like no, it's no, it's not though, and it's like it's like. Do you look at an autistic child in the street and look at them with utter contempt or something? It it's would like, be better if you were dead. Is like that's yeah. that's kind of the message I'm getting from it's this. Just, like you're, you know, the the the, the magician, uh, the big the big guy, uh, like six foot something. He, he Pendulette. That's it. He, yeah. I, I'm I'm a bit iffy on his like uh, political things or when he speaks out about these things. Um, but he has a great thing. He was like, yeah, he he's he's a sort of. The privileged blind libertarian. Exactly, exactly. But he has a cool thing where he's kind of like, even if, even if it caused autism, even if, even if it was guaranteed to cause autism, it is not death. <laughs> like it's just like, and that that like there is inherent broken logic. Like the the climate change deniers, that's a whole different kettle of fish because it actually takes like a good understanding of of science and how like you know the delicate balance of the systems of earth and how it only takes a little bit of extra human emissions to tip it and mm-hmm. positive feedbacks there's all this kind of more uh distant stuff that you have to learn about and it's not you know you, you aren't immediately able to appreciate it in your everyday life but but the the anti-vaxxers are just a break in just fundamental like logic and I don't and understand them. Also, yeah, as we pointed out, like compassion. And <laughs> <humanity>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just, I don't, I don't get them. And it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, anyhow. Sorry, where, where were we talking about? What were we talking about? Why, how are we? we... You, you said something about Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morello was on his show. Speak, who we'll talk about um, later. Mm-hmm. Morello was on his show and Morello said something about anarchy, made a point about like he likes um the anarchists movement the anarchist movement um mm. and bill maher shuts him down because bill maher thinks that anarchy is riots in the street all the time and yeah. the, the internet didn't like that the internet was like someone needs to educate bill maher on what the anarchist movement is <laughs> and like i don't know a lot about politics but i know that anarchy isn't riots in the streets like mm-hmm. you know 
Anyhow. Uh, um, my favourite thing I've ever seen on... I, I don't particularly follow Bill Maher. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. But my favourite thing I've ever saw of his was... Um, you know the rapper Most Def? No. Uh, okay, well, there's a rapper who used to go by Most Def. Um, I can't remember what, what his name currently is. Um, he was on it, and he went by Most Def at the time, as was Christopher Hitchens, who was a British and American journalist. Do you know, remember him? Yeah, yeah. Years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> Hitchens referred to Most Def as Mr. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like I giggle every time I think of that. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> uh, Hitch, Hitch was Hitch was a great dude. Like, um, um yeah, there's a lot of stuff I, I I would disagree with him on. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, but you're allowed to disagree with someone and like you know, uh, and so I I don't know. I think he I think he did a lot. He's a very interesting figure. It's a very interesting figure. I think he did a lot for good for good discourse. Like he exp- he brought to the forefront the the the. Um, the feeble nature of the ad hominem attack because <laughs> everyone everyone kept uh, attacking him when he was making his comments about um atheism that what does he know he's a drunk uh yeah and like he educated a lot of people including myself like baby edgar listened to this and this is how he first learned about the ad hominem attack and was like oh yeah you're not allowed to just attack the person and in their personal life and use that as a means of dismissing their arguments so like he was i enjoyed listening to him debate and I, yeah. I i love his eloquence and he always forms his arguments really really well and then when you find out that the vast majority of the time he was pissed it's just hilarious because <laughs> like, like, he was per- he was permanently drunk like he was permanently drunk he used to get up and like, i think that would be a little bit of an overstatement unless he over oversold it like unless he built up this mystique about him but like he's been on record as saying like oh he'll get up in the morning and have at least a bottle of wine before midday like a standard yeah. And then, like, so maybe he he uh, created this myth a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I would reckon that's as part of kind of personal branding. There was a little bit of um, embellishment happening there. But he certainly wasn't sober. <laughs> oh, no. He, yeah, I mean, he was like, certainly by any means an alcoholic. I think it was when Jerry Falwell died. Um, he said both of these, one of which was, uh, my only regret is that there's no hell for him to burn in, which is just so... Like that is really harsh. <laughs> and the other was, um, if you gave him an enema, you could bury him in a matchbox, which requires a little bit of thought to unpack. But that's, I mean, that's pointed. <laughs> that's that's not, that's disgusting. <laughs> but it's also great, though. Uh, um, it's it is eloquent. It's it's. But he was yeah, he was really in favor of the Iraq War, which is awful. There. There's an awful lot of God, we're really getting into this this politics uh, nonsense today, but there is an awful lot of like racism on the sort of atheist speaker front. Like your oh, ma- Jesus, there is your man. <laughs> your, who's your Who's your man? The meditation guy. He loves he loves himself some meditation. Uh, he's he's the oh, Sam Sam Harris. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, he he's like the things he says about Islam. I'm kind of like. You're yeah. just being racist. <laughs> like, I mean, I, th- I think, I, uh, I think it's there is it is possible that he's not actually, um, what we consider a malicious person. Like we would, like he doesn't actually, ha- gen- he genuinely doesn't actually hold any ill will against individuals, but that he is just incredibly ignorant of the harm that this kind of speech does yeah. and isn't, doesn't seem willing to 
make the connection between choice of religion as a reasonably free thing in a lot of the you know fairly secular west and as a huge marker of identity for for marginalized groups in the secular west yeah um, he, he dismisses that's a problem to, to not to not get that however however much you may believe that an actual belief system is harmful and you know i, I think that belief systems should be open to um critical appraisal and criticism mm -hmm. but you have to be i think you have to moderate that with not allowing it to turn into hate speech <laughs> yeah and, and he, i think he frequently does like and he frequently dismisses any like like okay so religions are flawed but they have value like there is a cultural value there there is a societal value but he just dismisses it as it, it all as being just hateful and it's just mm. no that's not right I, I admit i'm not i'm not hugely familiar with him but no, actually, yeah. well, nor have I. I've, I've listened to a couple of his lectures. I have a friend who really, really likes him and has talked to me at length about him. But yeah, I haven't done my background homework. But I have heard him speak, and I've been, uh, I cringed inside with some of the things I said, and I was like, "That's that's mm. not right. That's not right at all." Um, okay, right. Will we move on to the next topic, there, Bill? Next topic, after all that heavy stuff, you've written here on the show notes. What even is Bionicle, Bill? So there's talk about, like, Lego Bionicle, or whatever in, in the, um... We've, yeah, in, we've got a lot, lot of Artifacts fans that seem to, seem to like Bionicle. Yeah, now, I, I don't, didn't understand most of what's going on, but I get the impression there's more to Lego than I actually think. Like, Not I'd, more to Lego, more to just specifically Bionicle. Right, now there, see, that in and of itself uh, presents a problem for me, but, like, I, what is this? Like it's, it's a range of Lego toys with associated like cartoons and things. There's Lego cartoons. Edgar, there's loads of Lego cartoons. There's a Lego movie. No, I know there's a Lego movie. Now you see, knowing now that there is a greater Lego ecosystem, puts that movie in more context for me. Because when that came out, okay. I was like, "Why is there a Lego movie? What's the okay?" But th that's nothing to do with Bionicle. So what is Bionicle? It just, it happens, it's kind of Lego-like, and it happens to be made by the same company. But it's not like, it's not, I don't think it, they're compatible with regular Lego. They were like robot toys that you could assemble, I think. I know, it's, I'm a little, I'm a little old for Bionicle, it was a little after my time. Wait, so, but it's, it's still Lego blocks, yeah? No, I don't think so, not really. <laughs> Alright, so it's a completely separate thing, just made by... Like maybe, it it might be like some a little bit compatible, but it's not really like it's sold as like Lego Bionicle. It's not just like along with the Lego Star Wars and other stuff. It is its own separate thing. There may be some compatibility. I I can't say one way or another, but it's it's just like it's it's this other thing that they have. Okay, so do you want do, do you want to explain to me how the why Lego Bionicle is important when it comes to world building? I, well, I don't really know much about it, but apparently a lot of the artifacts fans do. Um, I'm starting to use that like it's an actual word. Jesus Christ! You can um, you invented the word. I know, and I'm disgusted <laughs> at myself. Um, apparently, a lot of lot of our listeners do. So, I mean, I guess we'll maybe have another round of it on 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 this episode's thread. But like, it's just they used them and they told a story. Just like like there was a story with like Action Man and any other toys you can think of, Transformers and stuff. Hmm. I don't understand why you're so baffled by this. It's an entirely different thing, though, to Transformers, because 
was didn't the toys come after the show for Transformers? No. Oh, it was the other way around. Tra- Transformers was was invented oh. to sell toys. Oh, so they had the toy, and they went, we need we need more sales, so they made a cartoon I, around it. As and then... far as I know, yeah, as far as I know, trans- like the 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 toys are at the heart of Transformers. Okay, so it's the same thing with Barnacle. They had these great range of toys, and they're like, let's come up with this greater story around it. So we ship more product. I guess. Okay, is Bionicle a cartoon as well? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a CGI cartoon. Okay, and it's about robots. As far as I know, yeah, how, but it's, how, it's like it incorporates like Hawaiian mythology or stuff. Like <laughs> how is this not Transformers? This sounds very much like Transformers. Because they don't transform. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not set on Earth. I must look into this. Can some art effects fan? We really, we really are overusing that word. Can 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 some of our listeners give Edgar a like idiot introduction? Read the thread. No, I there. want to hear. Well, it's a bit. It was a bit. It was a bit chaotic because I had no starting point. I was like, uh, Lego equals blocks. That's where I was coming from. And then everyone was talking about this thing. I was like, what? 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 what even? What? What's going on? Um, oh, sorry. I thought you you knew about. It. I'm sorry. There was like there was other Lego stuff as well though. There was Lego Connects, which was kind of like a more like um, construction. It was based on like struts and it was kind of like scaffolding, which I had a little bit of, and that was a little bit before Bionicle. But why is there a separate line? And it wasn't it wasn't compatible. I'm positive it was or at least mostly non compatible with with regular Lego. Why did they? But there's no like world building lore with Connects. There's also no world building lore with like lots of things. <laughs> like <laughs> what I'm trying to get at here is what's it about Bionicle that made them do this thing? It just seems I don't know. It seems really weird. Like I know we bring up Transformers and then that kind of nullifies my point, but it kind of seems really weird to build up an entire mythos around toys. <laughs> it just it seems so backwards to me. Like does it? Yeah, because it's kind of like um. Think of it like in the Star Wars end, it's like there is a movie and then it's like, and we can sell toys. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it seems weird to be like, toys, and then let's make a mythos around these toys? I don't know. It seems really kind of like, I don't know. It's very strange. It's, I, I, it breaks my brain. I don't understand it. It's, it's just like a big extended advertisement for the toys. Like the entire entire thing oh yeah so uh, i'll tell you what actually what i do want to ask the uh, what artifacts is is the world building in this good is the story behind this good i wonder how much effort they put into it to flog toys well i mean like you got to realize these decisions are being made by different people you know is it's going to be someone who's going to say okay well we're going to sell these toys so we need someone to design the toys but we're going to need to have the cartoon to sell the toys so we're going to hire you know the writers and the artists and the producers there's no reason for the writers and the artists and the producers not to do a good job. Like, yeah. just because they're being hired for something that's, just, like, fundamentally an ad for toys doesn't mean that they're going to do a job compared to if they were hired to do it for, like, the Ninja Turtles or something. They're still going to presumably try and do a, as good a job as they would otherwise. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm, I'm going to read up on this and get back to you because it's still hurting my brain. I still don't, I don't really understand it. Uh, but, yeah, um... There you go. What even is Bionicle Bill? And I am not much clearer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, shall we move on? Let's move on. 
The next thing on our item of follow-up is about what we look like. So this is a thing we post, uh, a thing we posed in the last episode. Um, what do those of us who have not yet gazed upon our physical forms imagined us to be like? <laughs> I am so glad I asked this of people. I love this sort of stuff. Uh, okay, so have, have you had a look at what our listeners think you look like? I have. I, I, I looked at them as they came up in the thread, but let's let's reopen this one here at least. Um, so to give context, I, if this is the first link that Bill is clicking on here in the show notes, uh, this listener said that uh, he he or she, they, uh, believe that Bill has a beard, brown mm-hmm. hair, and is, my favorite part of all, moderately attractive. Moderately attractive. <laughs> so not very attractive, but not ugly. Uh, and they... right, right up until the last bit, I, I have I have brown hair. I do have a beard, and I'm stunning. Quite <laughs> you say that. Uh, we'll throw the links to all these in the show notes. I think that that person that the listener has sent. Do you want to describe mm-hmm. this person? Do you want to paint a word picture for the for the audience? Um, I would say that's actually more black hair than than brown hair. Uh, very short on top. Um, possibly receding. Um, Possibly receiving. <laughs> uh, very, very thick eyebrows and a close but thick beard. Quite, quite, quite good facial hair, actually. Yeah, quite good facial hair. The eyebrows are very. The eyebrows are yeah. They're 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 something else, really. Uh, I mean, no, it's, it's not a criticism. It's just like you know, uh, it's not the thing I care about. It's good, strong, dark eyebrows. It's, it's striking looking. You you don't have big, strong, dark eyebrows, though. Do I not? No, I don't think so. You do Maybe have... I'm just jealous of him then. <laughs> That's it. You do have, or at least the last time I, I saw you, you do have a whopping beard, so... It's it's all right. It needs a little bit of a trim at the moment. The, yeah, so does mine. But uh, I looked at this guy and I was like, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't... <laughs> No, it's it's not it's not really particularly like what I look like. That doesn't that doesn't look like Bill. Or even when I try and think of that person having your accent, I realize this whole thing is an exercise in silly frivolity, right? But when I think of that person having your accent, I'm like, no, no. Um anyhow, there's another there's another picture of you. This is the drawing. They're a drawing. And I believe this came from the same person who did our um Stone Age artwork. Uh, I don't think it was. Mm. Was it? Mm. I don't know. I think it might have been. Dear listener, hold on, hold on. Feel, I, I, feel free to correct us. Well, I can check it now because I reblog both of them. Okay. No, sorry. It looks like you're correct. The, Bill. The, the, the blog name has been changed. I am always correct. That's not really accurate, I guess. It is you're... entirely inaccurate, actually. <laughs> um, so we, but we, we, have a, we have a second image of Bill. Second image of Bill. Um, which is, well, yeah, this is pretty damn accurate. Yeah, so this is a drawing, and uh, it is, it, this thing is shockingly accurate. Um, I, no, it looks like this person has a ponytail, the person no. in the drawing, which I no longer have. No more ponytail for Bill. No more ponytail. About, about a year ago, actually. Not almost a year ago since, since I cut it off. But, uh, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was on the, it was the 23rd of December, if I remember correctly. <laughs> But aside from the ponytail, like, this is, like, this is, it's obviously not, like, a self-portrait or anything, but it's, like, it's really close. Yeah, it's very, very good. Very, very, very good. Very good. Um, I, I, I can see my myself having this expression. It's, I, <laughs> my eyebrows are actually quite accurate. Having just examined my eyebrows, um, yeah, these are actually pretty, pretty close. Um, uh, 
this the, the, in the in the picture, the mustache and beard link up better than than mine actually do. And it's kind of sort of beard is a little bit fuller on the cheeks than mine is. Yeah, your but, um, your beard isn't. Yeah, it's not the fullest of beards. That's not a well, credit. Not not, not up on the cheeks. It like towards my chin. It is, but like doesn't it doesn't go high up my cheeks. My beard, when left uncontrolled, does go really high up my cheeks. I'm jealous. Too high. Way too, too high. high. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a few renegade hairs up there. They're thick enough to be spotted. And you're kind of like, Jesus, that's the that's the outer limits of your beard. Why is it on top of your eyeball? It's awful. <laughs> um, but, but um, I'm yeah, I'm I like as if we did you like actually draw this from a picture of me, or is this just really weird? Because <laughs> it's damn accurate. <laughs> I, I but again, I think this is the like really fascinating how people map what they hear onto visuals. I think that's really really interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll pop all of these pictures in the show notes. One. It's not like Bill. The other one effectively is Bill. Um, we had one Edgar. <laughs> we did have one Edgar. A link to a YouTube clip because this person, oddly enough, is another YouTuber. And an Irish YouTuber, that apparently. And uh, every single... Pyropuncher. Pyropuncher. And this is... this is That name is going to have relevance in a second. Every, every single time anyone like posts pictures of what they think I look like, it's mm-hmm. always a prepubescent boy. Or someone who looks like they're prepubescent, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like I am a relatively hairy man. I have I have long hair at the moment and a, a rather large beard, like, and I think I look quite Viking, you know. Uh, but it's always kind of like, like unshaven, uh, clean cut, like thirteen year old. And I'm like, God damn! So this guy, this this YouTuber who I apparently look like, is uh, is exactly that, and I saw it a mile off. <laughs> I uh, could I could I make a not not a not a correction but a sort of a clarification on the Viking thing. <laughs> okay. Because as you said earlier, you're 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 slim, right? So you're not like a huge like Viking berserker, but you could be like a Viking ranger or scout or something. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be like yeah. the barbarian type. Yeah, yeah. I I think though, if I yeah. was in, and that's 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 no criticism of you. No, no I I I think you're beautiful the way you are, man. I am beautiful the way I am. <laughs> But uh, I know. That's whenever I think it. whenever I play, whenever I play RPGs, I'm always I always go for the archetypes that are the more slender ones. So archers, stealth people, that sort of thing. Yeah, sneaky sniper. Yeah, I am a sneaky yeah. sniper with currently a big beard and ninja hair. Love it. Um. So <laughs> what game is this in? What 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 game is this in? Oh no, this is in real life. I have a big beard and ninja hair. What's ninja hair, Edgar? Like a high up. Like samurai bun, a top knot. Is that what it's called? A top knot. I think so. Okay, yeah, I have a, I have a top knot. Or a man bun. Do you have a man bun? It, it is a man bun, but like I think a man bun has like connotations of hipster. I think it's a different right. hairstyle to like the Japanese man bun. Man bun seems to have be a very distinct, different thing to samurai bun. So you don't have a hipster hairstyle. I don't think I have a hipster hairstyle. But you work in media <laughs> and you drink craft ales. I, I drink craft ales <laughs> when, when there is no Guinness to drink. And I'm not going to be drinking craft ales ever again, lest I get locked out of my house. Oh, oh so you drink your craft ales when like the, the traditional working class beer isn't available. Oh, yeah, that's totally <laughs> not hipster of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, in many ways, I think I am a hipster, but... Uh... <laughs> 
Not intentionally, though, but, you know. And there's the Mac issue, but I think that's going to that's gonna come up later, so we'll revisit that towards <sighs> the end of the show. I'm so sad. We will, we'll do it at the end of the show, but, like, I just want to... I'm just sad. I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyhow, check out the video of uh, Pyro Puncher here. Uh, I, I, I can't see myself in this person, but apparently everyone else does. <laughs> uh, one day, someone's going to be like, Edgar, this is you, and they're going to show me a picture of, like, Joe Sudano, and I'm gonna be like, yes, I love him. Joe, he is he he is one of the things that have made 2016 worth living through. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just glorious. For anyone who doesn't know, Joe Sudano is a or Sudano, whatever, a, a relatively new YouTuber, isn't he? Relatively new YouTuber. His shtick is that he sings. No, 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 no. Just, just no, go no, look up. No, yeah, no, hang on. No, I know what I'm doing here, Bill. Shtick okay, is, sorry. The shtick is that he uh, does uh, acapella. Not acapella, but he like does covers of uh, famous tunes in his videos. That's his shtick. He puts them on the computer and he sings along and they're amazing. You should go check it out. Do you want to take that again without me interrupting you? No, no, because now everyone knows that there's something else to it. Yeah, but do you want them to? Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's fine. Okay. How, how do you not know this guy? This guy's exploded recently. But, he's, um, he's brilliant. He's he's yeah. He's, he's he's really good. Really love him. Um, and he is he is part of a sort of contingent of people, um, who do the internet correctly. In my mind, uh, mm-hmm. they just kind of do warts and all. You know, like yeah. he makes no attempt to like pretty himself up he puts the camera down low he is what he is he's happy he has the it's neck an beard unflattering angle at this weird youtuber thing edgar is weird youtube do, do you remember like weird um do you, do you ever hear of like weird twitter no okay well weird twitter was sort of a i don't know if it was like counts as com- comedy um and there was there was a uh a, a tweeter or a twitter i don't know what the correct noun is a tweeter um, yeah a tweeter tweeter i think who was called drill who would just like post weird stuff and it was kind of funny but it was also kind of built up this sort of persona and there were were other people around it this was happening quite a while ago this is maybe six or eight years ago um and i think like the idea of weird blank has spilled over onto like weird facebook and uh presumably weird tumblr um uh but i'm wondering is is there is there a weird youtube in in the same sense not that I know of. Uh, okay. But uh, then again, I'm actually not that big into YouTube. <laughs> like, I, I watch a very select uh, yeah. type of thing on YouTube uh, and not much else. So I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Since I've been, like, moderating the comments on the, the podcast, up, like, the YouTube uploads of the podcast, I've been, like, I've been seeing, in, in like, in your history, like, all, all of <laughs> what you've been watching recently. <laughs> okay, now, so this, this is actually interesting because I have those five YouTube channels, and yeah. I don't, I don't ever, like, uh, watch something in, on a certain channel. I just watch whatever channel I happen to have uh, uploaded last. So what right. I find is that even though I know what I'm watching collectively, whenever I log into one particular channel, it's really odd because it's only a select portion of what I watch. Yeah. Right? So what is it that you're seeing? Uh, a lot of chess videos recently. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's um, so strange. You get to see my recommendations. It's really odd. <laughs> and then every, every so often, um, like I'll, I'll get a lot of kind of, I, I get I get quite a bit of PewDiePie when I when I'm <laughs> logged in on that, which love PewDiePie. 
I've I've never watched them. Um, it's great. And and what else? Okay, occasionally tutorials for things. So I was like, oh, I wonder. You know, I'll just see like you you watched this video. It's like how to upload whatever. Like, oh, I wonder what Edgar's doing with that information. I, I'm excited to see his next project. How to um, film? <laughs> how to manually expose a camera? <laughs> how to do job? <laughs> That's I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, I, actually, while you bring this up, I I meant to put this in the show notes, but I forgot. Um, uh, Bill, dear yeah. everyone, Bill is has been moderating the comments on YouTube, like he said. Um, he has done this out of the goodness of his heart because I'm really busy and I'm finding it hard to do all the aspects of of everything. Uh, and I want to say publicly thanks to Bill for doing this, oh. and it, it's really cool. And you do so without any sort of like complaint or anything you just, you just go ahead and do it and, and it's really cool and I, every so often i log on i look and it feels really nice that like you have you have the, my back there and it's really cool oh, oh you're you're very welcome it's yeah. my, my pleasure it's and my also pleasure. if people wanted if people want a direct hotline to bill the youtube is the place to go because it will like the comments will always be bill oh you know just like get me on reddit for we already do all of our <laughs> oh, communicating yeah. with the fans the, uh, and the emails and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something seems we never to... did emails yet in, in follow up. Is it too late to do emails in this episode? We'll that is slide them in later. That is entirely your business, Bill. You've let the team down. I hate the way you've taken it. You've taken the thing and just failed. Like, oh, awful, awful. Uh, all part of my plan. All part of your plan. Well, sure, we'll plow on. If they come up, they come up. If they don't, we'll have to post yeah. them until the next show. Sure thing. Um, so anyhow, that is what we look like. Um, apparently. Um, and go look up John Sudano. Look up John Sudano because he's a legend and just the best thing ever. Um, will we will we plow on? Do you think is there anything else to be said on what what we look like? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but you know, for anyone who, who didn't realize, um, and I, I think we did we did say this in the last episode, but there is a picture of us each on the Artifacts Zoom website, so you can go if you if your curiosity has been burning since AP eighteen came out, you can go and. Um, Sleek it. <laughs> oh, and also, you brought this up uh, in the pre-show. Um, it'd be interesting to see, is there anyone here who hasn't seen me on YouTube? Mm, yeah. is, is there anyone here who has just found us in audio form, form only? Yeah, do we, do we have any listeners who haven't migrated over from Edgar's Artifacts in uh, YouTube series? Just people who... Or solo podcast listeners. Because hmm, you'd imagine most people would know what I look like. So it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of strange to get people sending in pictures of what I look like. Like you expect it for you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm the mysterious, I'm the enigma. Do you know I'm, one, I'm the dark horse of the ensemble. Do you know what one of my biggest mistakes on the internet was, Bill? Was not, no. not staying anonymous. I was oh, really? all, I was all in for never showing my face, and then I remember doing uh, research like way back, like after like the fourth or fifth video, and uh, various blog posts were saying it's really important to show your face, you know, because it endears you to the audience. And and at that stage, I had like you know twenty subscribers, and it's like I must do this to be good at the YouTube. Uh, so I put myself at the end of the video, and it was uh, like I kind of regret doing that because there's a like. Like the likes of CGB Grey and people who don't show their faces, it's they're kind of like a superhero. Do you know, like they have a secret identity and they can walk amongst others uh, and no one knows this. And I, that part, of, like, it's rare in real life that you get to experience something so straight out of childhood that I'm really sad that <laughs> I, I crushed it within like the first like five or six videos. <laughs> 
And I honestly don't think it makes that much of a difference. Like, I think pe people, I don't think people would have disliked my videos if I wasn't at the end of them. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that makes a difference. I think that, especially with, with type of videos I made, um, it was more about what's yeah. in the video as opposed to your mug. Like, But I didn't understand that at the start. So what can you do? But then, you know, you wouldn't have been recognized twice, which, you know, has been good. It has. The first time you recognized it, it kind of saved the podcast. It saved the podcast and put us here in the clockwork door. A little quick yeah. thing on the clockwork door, right? We literally wouldn't be here today. We had, we'd, be, we'd, be some, we'd be somewhere else. We'd, we'd be, be here in a general sense. We well, be here. Uh, you might be where you are, but I wouldn't be where I am. Um, no, but like, we, like in a general sense, like we, would, we wouldn't like not exist. We wouldn't be dead or anything. No. Just be well, else. you never know. Like we, we might. Be. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah. There's no evidence to suggest that we would be. No, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. The yeah. data up until this point suggests yeah. that we would have continued on living. Um, mm -hmm. The uh, speaking of the clockwork door. I um so remember I said that Mr. Clockwork Door wouldn't accept any payment from me. Yes. Which I'm still I'm still like I don't know I don't know about this like I, I it's like if freebies are great no but it's kind of like I do want to pay my way and not not abuse this uh like wonderful thing you've done so I've been I'm like busting my ball trying to come up with a thing uh that I can do to repay him. Mm -hmm. So I decided I was like huh I film promotional footage at the moment. Yeah. Maybe I could film promotional footage for the clockwork door as a favor. Oh, and like don't char and don't charge or anything. Just spend a weekend going around taking shots of people here. So yeah. um I ran this by uh, Mr. Clockwork Door before we started and he seemed he seemed uh, really into the thing. So what I might do if he gives me permission, I might put that in uh, the show notes of a future episode but just because genuinely I'm not just saying this this place is really cool and a little bit mm -hmm. hipster so <laughs> so yeah I think people should check it out and then like Irish people should obviously come down here Um, but so I'm excited about that like it's a kind of fun passion project I might be embarking sure. on next week so it's really yeah. cool okay so um, we'll do some email follow up oh yes the long awaited emails what's on the emails man um well We've got one email from Ryan Scott, which uh, Great is Scott. a setting. Um, I'm sure they've never heard that. <laughs> Posted um, a, a setting suggested them from our last episode. Um, and they've got, they, they sent us a Google Doc, which I, I remember being posted to the thread as well. So I assume we can put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um and the premise is it's an extremely far future setting where humanity is on the cusp of becoming a type four Kardashev civilization. Mm -hmm. So that's able to use the energy output of the entire universe. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, then what do we do next kind of thing? You know, we, we've reached the, the limit of, of technology. It's, we can't go to other universes. What happens? And then something happens that there appears to be somewhere breaking the second law of thermodynamics. Energy is entering or being created. Energy is entering the universe. Okay. Um, which now, so hyper sci-fi is like, like really, really, really sci-fi. Um, I think could be quite a fun idea. Um, Cause it kind of frees you from constraints about uh what you're, you know, what, what is actually plausible and things. You can just say, no, technology has solved that. In a way, I suppose it can often just turn out being kind of like science fantasy. Um, but that's not really the impression I'm getting from this here. Um, 
So yeah, the, the the result of the anomaly spewing energy into the universe is that it's changing the curvature of the universe. So you know how there's a thing like, you know, the universe is expanding and it has a curved shape and etc. Yeah. So this is impacting on that. And also that there are different areas in the universe where, for example, there are areas of the universe where only one dimensional motion is possible or only two dimensional motion where the, the, the third dimension is can't be accessed or doesn't exist. Huh. Um, now, I'm not really sure what to think about that. I'll come back to that one in a moment. And then there's also four and five dimensional pockets. So in the fourth dimensional, if you were able to get into the, the, that pocket and exit, you would be temporarily displaced. Okay. Okay. Um, and so on. It kind of builds up on 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 builds up on that. Um, which is pretty interesting. That's kind of a cool idea for for uh, stuff to have in a story. Um. So yeah, we'll throw this in the show notes. So we can see what people think. There's there's some cool ideas there. Think about one dimensional pockets. Um, or two dimensional pockets. And this, this is not a criticism so much as it's kind of food for thought. I, I can't quite wrap my head around how that would work. Um, Elucidate. How, well, okay, so if there's an area of the universe that where only two that only exists in two dimensions. Yeah. Right? What if you're above it? How do you get above it? Like, for an area to exist that is in, only in two dimensions, that would mean, logically, it would seem to mean that everything would have to be in two dimensions. Yeah. Okay. So I suppose the only way, well, the only way of doing that is to stop an observer seeing it from above. Like, if you stop the perception of a third dimension, does that make it a de facto second dimension or two dimension? So, like, maybe this thing that's impacting on the universe, expanding into it, is like, like doing something with how like light works in that area, so you can't perceive it in the third so so like you you can enter it in and your experience is like being in 2d space but because of how it's curved uh you can't from outside the pocket you can't see into the pocket does that make sense it just it's just like a void it's like data loss you can't you can't observe it therefore you can't say it's it's three-dimensional no i guess (laughs) but that just means that there's like a not a plane, but like I say, a two-dimensional segment that you can't move through. You can only you can move around it, but there's like let's let's just say there's a, a page, a, a a sheet of paper, kind of sized area, and this is the two-dimensional pocket, and you can move move within two dimensions inside that, but you can't go through it in the third dimension. You can't you can't um, trans. There's a word for this trans something. Else. Um. This is the only way I could I could see to make sense. You can you can approach it from, you can approach it in the plane that it exists in, like the the mathematical plane that it exists in, and enter it that way. But, and obviously you can't actually do that if you're three dimensions, which is something that that Ryan does note here that, um, he just assumes that life forms would die when they enter those areas. But how do you enter that area? Is is kind of the thing. Okay, hold on. Um, Wait. Okay, everyone stop. Right. What what happens if we have uh. Okay, so like, do you assume a, a sheet of paper is a three-dimensional object? Yes. Okay, yeah, but let's let's say like, okay, the surface it corresponds to the surface of a, of a sheet of paper, which is a two-dimensional concept. Right, right, but, but what I mean is like, could we 
could we think of a sheet of paper, paper as being functionally two-dimensional in a three-dimensional world? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say yes. So, so what happens if this universe, if we imagine mm-hmm. this universe is like a stress ball? You know the stress balls? I think so. Yeah, they're like little balls you hold in your hand and you like you put pressure on them to alleviate stress. they cause stress. you stress, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they cause you stress. But like imagine if you were to like pinch one end of it, yeah, right. and pinch it so much that you crush 3D space down into what is functionally 2D space. That would be a way of doing it. So it's okay, mi- so it's minimi- kind of like a two-dimensional extrusion from a three-dimensional bubble. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And such that like uh, it is kind of 3D, except that you're just making the 3D trivial. You're making the third dimension trivial. And, and thus, you will be able to approach it, like you said, exactly in line with the plane. Like you can't come from above or below because that's outside of the universe. But you can come at it if you're exactly in line with the plane. Okay, but you would, you, you but you would totally get, you would totally die, <laughs> like, like, just like, uh, what's sorry, name of the name of the emailer again, Ryan, Ryan, just like Ryan says, you to, you totally die, like, like if we're going to mm-hmm. compact three dimensions down to uh, the third dimension down to almost nothing, anyone going in is just going to like, yeah, it's just going to, it's going to be total no bueno, um, yeah, but anyway, that's 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 an interesting concept, and I would be, I would like to see how it's actually dealt with in in the premise of a story or in the in the premise of world building. You know, what 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 happens there? I don't know if we've talked about this before, but one of the things that I found out when I was very young uh, that always blew my mind and still kind of does because for nostalgia reasons is that um, in a two dimensional universe, like there's you can't have the like three dimensional a- man is king. No, sorry, that's a different that's a different proverb. Never mind. <laughs> in a two-dimensional universe, uh, humans, in, in quotes, can't have uh, digestive tracts like we do because you'd, like, fall apart. And, like, that's... I realize that that's not mind-blowing, but I found this out when I was a young kid and I was like, huh, that's awesome. That's really cool. What do you mean? Like, we can't have an open... Like, in a way, our mouth is open and there's an open passage going all the way down down yeah. to our, our buttocks, our glutinous maximus. In a two-dimensional universe, if you had that tube, you'd sever the person in half if there's no third dimension. I guess, yeah. <laughs> what, does, what, what do you mean, I guess? I mean, that totally what happened, like. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> like that's your problem with a human being in, in a two-dimensional. I think I think there's more pressing issues as well, but other than that, like. No. <laughs> <laughs> World building challenge. Someone redesigned the human digestive tract such that it can function in a two-dimensional universe. I think that's a really interesting. Really well, interesting. Do, do, do it like um, do it like bacteria do it, where they just like like extrude a part of themselves around the thing they wish to digest. Oh, very good. I was thinking more like it is a transient uh, opening, like as in like. It, you're, you're like a little bit opens for your mouth and the food goes in and then the front part closes in on itself. Like there constantly is a hinge and it's like the hinge travels down as it goes down. Or they, they just use all of what is, what is taken in or they just use a single opening for all functions. They just use a single opening for all functions. Yeah, could well be. Yeah, could well be. Still, I think it's interesting. I realize it's not the most pressing thing. <laughs> But I always found it out when I was very young. And I was always like, mind blown. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, so Han, back to Ryan's setting here. So we, we have this universe mm. and it's been, energy has been put into the system and all these weird uh, 
anomalous regions are being caused by this uh, as mm. a result of this. Does he mention a story? What's the story here? Why? Well, no, he, there, is, there isn't a story. It's, it's a setting rather than a story. Oh, okay. So there's yet to be a story in it. Uh, clearly, the story has to be then these humans of their galactic, uh, their, their um, type four universal, yeah. universal thing. They're, clearly, they're going to have to figure out what's causing this. And this, this has got to be a multiverse story. I'm assuming this is a multiverse story. Um, see, there's, I, I, I think it would be very hard to write, to convincingly write something where humanity is type four because it's so like utterly beyond our ken. Yeah. Like, can, you know, can we meaningfully be? Can a meaningfully? Can a type four civilization be meaningfully identified with and are identified as human? That would be a good challenge. Yeah, that's for that's, me. I would just say yeah. I. I would just say that is beyond my powers. Um, well, explain. Keep, keep explaining. Why? What? What is it that is stopping you from from being able to like uh, make them empathetic and something you can relate to? Because I mean, like, I, I mean, like, because with, with that level of of power, you're no longer. I, I, you know, it just it just seems like you're no longer really meaningfully human with, with, when when a society has has that much. How, how powerful must the individuals within that be? Um, but like, we're humble. We have the power to send spacecraft off to distant worlds but that's not to say that each individual person here has their own spacecraft and has access to that like can't you be a type 4 civilization but your society is extremely say segregated or something such that the people don't feel this it, it seems unlikely to me okay it seems that like without a civilization that would have that amount of power that you could have anything relatable even on in in any of the the members any of the individual units within within that that grouping uh, okay could i i agree with you but i'm, I'm just like devil's advocate uh could we not say the same thing is is possible of our society today like imagine a stone age person writing a story say uh and they it's, it's a much vaster gulf though is it from stone? Oh, yes, from stone yes, to sm- <laughs> I don't know. St- well, I would hardly call our golf trivial, like trivial to the point where it's like easy to hand wave over. Like it's uh... no, I I would never say that either. Okay, no, that's right. You I, didn't, I just you think didn't this is like orders of magnitude beyond orders of magnitude beyond. Com- okay. Comparable. I do you know. I actually do disagree about the the stratification of society. I think you could. You, I think you definitely could construct a type 4 civilization and you just have a lot of people marginalized in that um and but like the, the issues of being a marginalized person in a type 4 civilization are so vastly different to being a marginalized person right in like now or to being anybody now or to being like anybody like in the 18th century like it's they're just so i think i think dealing with concepts on that scale is just too big to be really, really meaningful for us. Okay. And I would, but so I would love to. I would love to see it done. I would love to see like someone's attempt at it and how how they would take on that challenge. I think it could be really cool. Where is your cutoff? Like, at what point does your brain go? I can still relate to this, but then you start. And at what point do you worry that it's gone too far? I don't have an empirical answer for that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, fair. That, that, that's that's a valid that's a valid retort. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's a cool setting, though. I like that setting. Um, I find anything with uh, n-dimensional space to be mind-boggling and hard to understand personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be worried about the Kardashev thing. I'd be worried about that. <laughs> Trying to write that. If if that's if that's doable, if uh, Ryan, you you were up to that challenge, that's great. But geez, there, there that, is. You you might enjoy, and this is actually something that, that I was slightly reminded of in, in Ryan's premise, um, you might enjoy the novel Accession by Ian Banks, okay. which I'm sure I've talked about before. Uh, you know the Culture series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the Culture books. It's actually the first one I read in the Culture series, um, and I'd, I'd say it's probably my favourite, um, or at least there's a, there's a, it has a good chance of being. And it never really explains what the thing that occurs in the book is. But there is, it, it is certainly open to be interpreted. Maybe even, yeah, I'd say it's, it, you could pretty much say it's, 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 it's um, intended that this hugely advanced civilization like that we see in the culture books um, is encountering something beyond their ken. Okay. And that it's really interesting. It's like, and he actually brings this up in in the novel. He uses a term called um, "outside context problem," and he he's I think he might have written an essay on this on this topic as well. Um, but the 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 example of an outside context problem is so you're you're a, a civilization on a nice island somewhere, and you know you've got a bit of agriculture, and you know you've either assimilated or destroyed your neighbors and rivals on the island and everything is running along smoothly, you know, and you know, you've, you've got your bit of tech and things are fine. And then after, you know, everything being pretty peaceful for a while, these guys turn up with an iron ship and they wear funny clothes and their skin is their own color. And they want to tell you all about this Jesus guy. And you like your, your civilization that exists has no concept of how to deal with this because it's, it's a problem that is entirely outside your concept or outside your context. Hmm. And he actually came up, I think he came up with this when playing, you know, the civilization computer games. Yeah. Because he would occasionally have that exact thing. Like he was, a, he was away in his own corner of the world and he, things were ticking over nicely and he was discovering his technology tree. And then some other player who was on the other side of the map who had just like blitzed through the tech tree would turn up with tanks. And there was nothing you could do about it because you had no context in which to engage with that. And that's kind of what the, that's kind of what, one of the things that Accession is about is what happens when a culture, in this case, the culture, encounters something that has no capability to grasp. That's interesting. And obviously that's a bit beyond. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're an island civilization somewhere and Europeans come to genocide you, that's not exactly outside your grasp. He's taken it a bit further and put it into this, society that is already completely beyond our capabilities mm-hmm. um yeah it's great it's a really good book that's interesting it's like it's avoiding the, the thing about uh trying to write from that perspective it's just like it, it it addresses the inherent problem in that yeah by going around it which i think is, that's really interesting it's very interesting i'll put that on the uh books to read list i've i've soaked up this month's month's book uh by pur- purchasing ender's game i'm gonna read that this month oh cool uh, I haven't read that before. I don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I know nothing about this book other than it, it, it is on many lists. So it is a book. It is a book. It is definitely a book. It it, it apparently falls into the sci-fi genre. 
That is all I know. Mm-hmm. And that is great. And I'm really happy. But yeah, but next month, that sounds really interesting. That'd be an interesting read. Uh, and I've been meaning to get into Banks. Uh, like, I know about him through my world building, but not, I haven't read yeah. his books. Um, I've been told that that's not a great introduction to the series because it, it kind of goes just straight in on a lot of topics. But I quite like that in, in novels. And it was the first one I read, and I was pretty young when I read it. As um, as long as I'm able to follow, as long as you're able yeah. to follow, I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. Um. Anyways, anything else in the, in the emails? We have uh, two emails from Chikiko Sotome. Um, which is one is just you know saying thank you very much for the podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, actually, so there is another one. Um, another, another point to this first email which is uh, how interesting they found the ideas for the diacritic vowel in your conlang. Uh, so this is from your YouTube videos, I assume, or... Oh, did yeah, yeah. Diacritics in the podcast. Sorry, we did. Sorry, it's I've... Okay. We did, um, I uh, Basically, um, I've been working on a conlang for ages that uses a similar system. There's a mark about the corners of the consonant character are directly above it to indicate the vowel, of which I have about 11, including diphthongs. So it's amazing to hear someone come up with a similar system. Great minds. Great minds. <laughs> and your videos greatly influenced me to revise various aspects of my conlang, including some of its writing system. Aww. So I used some of that influence to help shape at least one of my revised characters. So thank you very much for everything. I truly appreciate all that you do. Um, S- and, send uh, us in a... Hold on. Send us in a picture. E- email us a picture. Of, right. the, of, the, of the script. Yeah, yeah. Write something. Yes, in, actually, please. Yeah, yeah, write something in your script and send it in. Um, and if you have any questions you need answered for a topic in general, uh, they have a degree in both computers and me- medical lab science. So feel free to feel free to ask. That's pretty great. Uh, there, there, that right there is a wise person got involved in STEM in STEM areas. <laughs> us, um, in, us in our liberal arts. <laughs> music, music, anything. Um, na- sorry, name name of the emailer again. They, they sign off as Saki um, and it says Chikiko at the top uh, which is the name I've seen on the subreddit as well I think I think you've posted on the, the subreddit under that name so uh, is, it, is this a that. female um, a the girl? avatar the avatar it looks like a woman yeah uh, the but na- I, mean, I don't know if that is them the name sounds like a female I have a, I have a question about gender on this uh, okay Stop me if this is controversial, but it's a thing that I've been meaning to ask for a while. Why is it that world building is predominantly a male-driven thing? If, and I say this because looking at the data from the world building subreddit and my own YouTube channel, it seems to be just men all the time to the point where it's when uh, a girl shows up and has done some world building, I'm like, yes, finally, why isn't this happening more often? Like, it's, it, it's weird. Do you have any ideas to why this is? Um, I think a lot of we we can we can safely say that it's a it's a pretty nerdy or at least nerd adjacent hobby, right? Oh yeah, no, no, that that goes without say. <laughs> I I think nerd communities often do tend towards masculinity, um, regardless of the actual interest of people involved. I think the way that a lot of the, the kind of communities are structured tends to tend towards it being dudes rather than it being oh. um because oh, yeah i kind of be wrong on that but that's just the impression i get i, I always feel like you know i always feel kind of bad like because it's like 90 10 split and i'm like ah lads <laughs> literally 
it's it's just I don't know. It's just very it's very strange. And like, cause I remember um, a person inside YouTube went through my channel's data one time, and they commented on the fact that the the gender split of my channel is highly unusual. Like most YouTube things, you'll have unless of course it's geared specifically to one gender. Like for example, like makeup videos will be mm-hmm. predominantly aimed towards women. There will obviously be some men viewers, but predominantly they will have women things but for a not a, a ostensibly non-gendered channel uh you you tend to have somewhere in the ballpark of 50 50 so to have mm. i think last time i checked mine was 90 10 i remember right. the, the person commenting being like that's really that's really irregular and ever since that day i was like why is that like and it's not and it's not like as well we don't have i, I realize we don't have an abundance of of um female role models in say like novels and things like that but we do have them like you do have jk rowling uh ursula what's ursula Gwyn? ursula kayla Gwyn, yeah um temeraire uh uh no no me novik so there's there's a couple of big mm-hmm. figures there it, it seems i don't know it's i don't know more girls need to world build like stop i don't know i just i had gender equality that that thing <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway the other email Yes, I'm sorry. The other email um, is about our accents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, what about the accents? Um, we've heard three different people on the podcast. So this is Chikiko again. We've heard three different people on the podcast so far, and each of you seems to have a different accent, which is especially odd since the third was my brother. <laughs> we're in Ireland, so we're all speaking with Irish accents, but we seem to have, each have our own sub accent. <laughs> Uh, a dialect, yeah. We each have our own dialect. It do you and oh yeah, no, you and Rory really do have two different accents. Do yeah, we? Yeah, no, yeah, you do. You mm. definitely do. Um, I got mistaken for an American yesterday. What? How? <laughs> by my my accent, someone in my hometown. I was in Carlo, and someone mistook me for American. No way. Yeah, it was really weird. You don't sound even slightly American. I don't think I do. I regularly mistake people from uh, Eastern Europe um, for being American when they speak English. And when I say Eastern <laughs> Europe, I mean like draw a line from Greece all the way up and everything east of that, I mistake. Um, Weird. Yeah, like uh, the, the... Including Greece. Including Greece. Uh, the MC at TEDx was Greek. And I, the entire time through talking with uh, with the TED team on Skype, I was convinced he was American. And I went up and said, what part of America are you from? And he's like, I'm Greek. I was like, no, you're Greek. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's something, it's something, it maybe, maybe this is a, like a sort of damning indictment on globalization, but because I think a lot of people learn their English from telly. Yeah. And I think there is a prevalence of the American accent from people who, who learn English as a second language. Um, so I don't know if, if that's the case, but yeah, but certainly you don't have an American accent. There's no way. Anyone should really mistake you for being American. In my hometown as well. Like it's weird. It's very strange. Um, but yes, uh, dear dear emailer, uh, we all have our own accents, definitely. Yeah, and this is the cool thing about Ireland. It's such a tiny, tiny place. But we mm-hmm. have like, oh, like off the top of my head, I think I could list about seven or eight different uh, different dialects or different different accents. Um, yeah. Whereas, I mean, like, there's there's at least two in Dublin. There's, like there, there are two very clearly different accents. In one in city, Dublin. in one yeah. not-so-large city, in one city D- divided of... Divided by mostly geography, class to, a, to an extent as well. 
Yeah, we have one accent on the north side of the river in Dublin and an entirely different accent on the south side. There's obviously mm-hmm. some variance and some some um, spillover, but it, yeah. pr- it predominantly goes like that. But like, the, and again, to put this in context for non-Irish people, that a city of a million-ish people and you have two distinct accents, like it's it's just crazy. Um, There's, I mean, you you can you can figure out the difference between uh, people from like Ulster accents speaking English can be quite different. Like Belfast can be quite different to, to Donegal and Derry. Yeah, so that's again for the context for people who don't know Ireland. The uh, the northeast has a very different accent to the northwest of the island. They're they're both identifiably similar like to my ear they're both identifiably like they're related northern they're ulster accents but yeah. there's there's a there's a distinction between them as well and then you've got like yeah yeah there's loads of there's loads of different accents yeah in, the, the uh, in fact you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna link you to a video uh that goes through in a kind of fun way i th- about maybe five or six of those accents mm-hmm. um non-irish people Check it out because I guarantee you, at least one of them, you're going to be completely baffled by, because I don't think people expect you know the Limerick accent, Bill. Like I don't think I, do. I don't think people expect the Limerick accent to exist because I don't think it's an accent that people are exposed to very often. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple. Which is of, why the rubber bandits need to be way more famous. This is true. I'll link to some rubber bandit stuff as well. <laughs> They're great. Uh, just no context for anyone else. Just, just I'm gonna put a rubber band nurse video in there and be fine. Um, but yeah, we all have our own little sub accents. Uh, I will, I will point out though that at least on my part, I do not talk like how I should. Um, mm-hmm. for my area, I kind of decidedly did not want to adopt that <laughs> accent, and you, you don't talk like a German Arab. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do not talk like a German Arab. Uh, no, I don't talk like someone from the northwest of Ireland. I decided that that was not a good accent to have, and I made sure I didn't adopt it. I you sub- decided. Yeah, I was like, I'm not talking. I'm not saying stop all the time. Like, I'm not doing that. If the word is stop, it will remain stop. I'm not going uh. ah stop. That's not. That's not English. Do, um, do they say hi up around your way at the end of sentences? Hi. Yeah, like um, I don't know. It's 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 a bit of a stereotype, and I I I never encountered it until the Hardy books. They put it like they do it in the Hardy books a lot, which is this is a, a a series that's set roughly up around Edgar's area, um, Edgar's home area, roughly, um, and yeah, there's like the it'll be like an inter- a kind of a meaningless interjection at the end of a sentence. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean a meaningless interjection at the end of the sentence, hi. Oh no, we don't do that. No, okay. we or at, least, or at least I've 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 never adopted that. I have to look uh look out. Um Yeah, and like bigod, I never adopted the word bigod. Yeah. That's that's a silly word, like um So I do not talk like the locals and I'm kinda of proud of that. I am I'm kinda of proud that I've adopted a somewhat neutral Irish accent. Um but I have I've obviously haven't been able to eradicate such things as not pronouncing THs because that's um that's borderline impossible. <laughs> um I don't I don't think I have a particularly like specifically Carlo accent, but I I do have a bit more of one like when I'm with some of my friends. Yeah, when I go home, exact same thing. Yeah. Couple, couple of days at home and I begin to adopt it and I have to fight it off. But then when I go back here, 
I'm able to just, it, it, it goes away. You do say the word one, though. That's very funny. <laughs> one, I got, I two, got relentlessly three. mocked over this when I, was in, when I was in college with Edgar, listeners. <laughs> I just... But it's, it's like, it's O-N-E, not W-O-N. One. But the integer between zero and two, I apparently pronounce as though it's written W-A-N. One. <laughs> Um, I I do I do say queer quite a lot though. Queer. Do you want to do you want to explain to people what queer is? Um, spelt spelt like square but without the s. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, when it is spelt, um, it's not <laughs> one that like you know, but like it's it doesn't turn up a lot in written language. Um, <laughs> so what is what is queer? Uh, how 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 long of an answer do you want here? I guess the short the short answer is that it's um it's queer as in strange um then change like the vowel changed dialectically to be queer and it's used to mean very it's used to mean very yeah so it's like i was queer happy yeah yeah exactly that's that's a legitimate usage of that word yeah oh what i thought ta- i thought it just meant strange no, God no. As in, like you like fact, almost never used like that. Oh, I thought it was like uh, the weather is fierce queer today. It's like the weather no, is really no, it's, strange. It's it's, mm, or the certainly wo- not normally and not around me. Maybe in other parts because it's used a lot in Wexford as well, um, and I think it might be somehow actually like because Wexford used to have areas that spoke it's a, a separate language again that wasn't Irish or English. Um, I don't know whether it's related to that somehow. Oh, huh. Um, yeah, have we not talked about that? No, there's another language. Yeah, yeah, it was called. I think it was called Yola. Yola, that's hilarious. The Yola language. Yola. Um, maybe that wasn't it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of like a Norman version of English. I think that persisted until quite late. Like from medieval times up until sometime in the eighteen hundreds. Huh. Wow. Yeah. And it was it was like restricted to quite a small area of Wexford, as far as I know. And there was a there was a language based around Finglas, which is in North Dublin. I guess it's part of the city now. I think at the time it was, would have been outside the city bounds. Mm-hmm. But there was like Fingalese or Fingalian or something, which was related to Yola as well. And it was like this little pocket that had. <laughs> Not not a dialect of English, further removed from English than that, but a, a kind of an Anglic sort of language that huh. persisted up up until sometime in the eighteen hundreds, as far as I know. Wow! Yeah, I had no idea. God, yeah. again, this little island just it continues to throw up surprises. Like there shouldn't well, see, be. This is sh- actually quite common. Like for like over most of the world. Up until very, very recent times, languages were hugely diverse. I mean, like, in, in Italy now, Italy is really interesting because it has kept most of its regional languages. Some of them would be described as dialects of Italian, some of them are definitely not, and some of them kind of, some people say they are, and speakers say, no, we're, we're a separate language. But, like, while, like, standardised Italian does exist, and most people speak it, the natural speech of people from say, like, Genoa and the people from Naples are very different. Yeah, I suppose because we're an island, I always think it should be different. You know, like, one group show up and then that they just proliferate and they become mm. the norm. Um, yeah. 
But no, no, oh, that's interesting. I, I had mm. no literally no idea. I'm I'm genuinely gonna look this up after it's Yola. There you Yola go. language, yeah. Yola language. Um, yeah. Ha, huh, there you go. Um that was queer interesting altogether. E- exactly. Queer pure interesting. <laughs> queer pure interesting. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um uh, also uh non Irish listeners, it, it's worth Googling Irish isms. It's worth checking out those wonderful words that we use to describe things. We're we're very, I think we're, we're very eloquent people. Like we love our language, we love we love coming up with a multitude of terms for even the most mundane thing in the world. <laughs> uh, and I I fully endorse it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great. Um, and we're not going to do it here, but particularly when it comes to swearing, we're really good at swearing, and we have like way too many swear words than is necessary um and they're great i love them and they get so they get so they get so creative sometimes and like it, it's gone from a place where it's like you're trying to be mean to a person it just it basically what it is it's a linguistic bout between two people uh <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> anyway uh moving on what, what else what else is on on the agenda um that's that's the emails taken care of hey. um, <laughs> so now uh, music corner is the next item i have here Music Corner. How did how was Music Corner for you, Bill? I'm going to make a small confession, Edgar. <laughs> Only a small one. I don't know that I listened to the right thing. <laughs> so what? I, did... <laughs> I I looked up Tom Morello, the Night Watchman, on Spotify, and I listened to one of the albums, but it was not the album that was actually selected. And I'm extremely sorry to the listener who who suggested Tom Morello. I will find the correct one and I will listen to it. But unfortunately, today is not that day. I will find it, and I will kill it. <laughs> I have a very, I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Those skills do not extend to finding the correct album. <laughs> but but when when I do find the correct album, I'll absolutely listen the hell out of it. Uh, okay, so we were meant to listen to Tom Morello's "The Night Watchman." Yes, I am. Uh, no, sorry, no, that's wrong. We we're meant to listen to "The Night Watchman." Who is that's the name of Tom Morello's thing, and the yeah, album was okay. One Man Revolution. Yes, I'm assuming though, if you listen to any of, the, of his albums, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to get a fairly similar thing. I'm sure they'll be broadly. Similar, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to change much. Any thoughts on the album you listen to? Um, you can tell that Tom Morello is in the. He, he's very much being in the tradition of people like Woody Guthrie um, to, and to a lesser extent, maybe like Bob Dylan and kind of protest music of the 1960s. Um, there's something kind of Springsteenian about it as well. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad about it. Um, the, the album I listened to had a, had a cover of 16 Tons, which I think is an absolutely marvelous song. I really, really like 16 Tons. By who was it by originally? Uh, oh, I don't know. But you, you know the song I mean? No. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. No, oh, no, i never heard that before. You've never heard that? Oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, it's it's basically, it's a song about being in, being a minor. Yeah, I, I figured. how exploited, how exploited they were. Um, that like they they no they worked and they worked and they worked and they just got deeper and deeper in debt because mm. of how how the mining companies set everything up to exploit them. Um, it's yeah, so it's it's a really good song. I like it a lot, um, and I I quite enjoyed the cover of that. But that's because I think it's quite a strong song. Um, 
I'm not sure I have the right musical context to appreciate this kind of American sort of populist folk stuff. I feel like I feel like this is a comment that's going to come up an awful lot where it's like I we don't quite understand the context of this thing. I think I've said yeah. that twice for albums. <laughs> yeah, um, which I mean, it's good. It's it's a lesson in our own kind of ignorance. Um, and to combat our, our potential hubris. Um, <laughs> I, I find a lot of it musically kind of uninteresting. Like, there's not a lot musically happening. Yes. Um, or that it's 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 quite... Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff I just think is really cheesy. Like, it, it also had a cover of um, This Land Is Your Land, This Land Is My Land. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate the the thing behind that you know that was a that was a, a woody guthrie song and yeah. it was yeah. about like solidarity and stuff and like woody guthrie's a cool dude like a really cool dude really interesting person um interesting story so don't really like his music all that much which is a shame <laughs> yeah um so i i think i think it needs a bit more like as i said it was kind of something kind of springsteenian about it but i don't really get springsteen all that much either um yeah nor do i i I'm on a similar. Uh, no, actually, no. I'm more. I'm more against this than you are. I. I just didn't like it. Um, mm. I didn't like. I like. Um, maybe because I went from Morello the visionary to Morello the guy playing guitar, uh, right. and that kind of bugged me. Like it was just. Yeah, the music was. It was just like it was one dimensional. It was like there's a guitar and a guy singing, and I get that that has an appeal. Like it's like stripped yeah. back, back to basics, raw that sort of thing. But it does lead to I think rather bland music. Um, and I don't like political music. Really? I'm not a sort of grab your guitar, get out in the street, everyone chant in solidarity, like that sort of thing. I'm more of a person who, if I want to have political change, I will vote quietly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like a, I don't get roused by it. Like so many on the night watchman, there's a lot of songs where it's like, uh, I can't remember the exact one, but there's one where he basically calls out various disadvantaged groups in such a way that every time a member of that group heard it, they would get enthused. You know what I mean? And you could build up and it all builds up in a crescendo and everyone's meant to be like, yeah, change at the end. I just don't engage with that at all. Hmm. I just, I I can't. And there's nothing, there's nothing like interesting in that for me, really. I get why some people, I totally get why people love political stuff like this. And if that's your prerogative, go for it. Like, that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a silent political change. And I disagree fundamentally with uh, Morella's outlook that you have to uh, talk about political change in your occupation. Like, he's on record as saying that. Um, in your occupation, you must be an activist for political change. And I disagree with that. Um and and I as such I didn't I didn't I didn't really like listening to this album. I actually spent an awful lot of time listening to Rage Against the Machine. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just didn't get it. And I and I'm not really I'm not really well versed in that sort of folk protest music you talked about. Mm. Maybe if I was, I, this would be more engaging to me. But I just yeah, it, I didn't dig it. Hmm. So I'm sorry. I always feel I feel really bad for for, for the listeners because, like you mentioned in the last one, it's like, "What's our next victim?" And after you mentioned, it, I was like, "Oh God, we're tearing apart what people like." <laughs> well, I've, I've not really like. What else have I disliked? I haven't because I didn't like um one of the the first electro album we had. 
But I've you, been pretty on board with everything else. Yeah, have what have I torn apart? I've definitely torn apart something. Because I'm usually a I hate it or I love it sort of guy. I, I'm mm. hardly ever kind of like, meh, that's not really Edgar. Um, but yeah, no, I suppose, well, I suppose it's not, it's not about tearing the album apart or anything. It's about dialogue and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's about an opportunity to find new stuff as well. But yeah, for me, I, I didn't dig it. Um, and after this this month uh, is over, I, I don't see myself going back and listening to Morello in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's so much better in uh, a Rage Against the Machine context. He's just, he's just like... And he's, Audio Slave. And Audio Slave, yeah. He's he's like a, like a, an inspiration in that context. Like everything he does, you it's just so interesting. And as a guitarist as well, it's so interesting to see him do that. None of that crossed over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, follow that Anyway, uh, shall, we, shall we select this month's victim? Yeah, let's, let's select a new album. Okay, so I have uh, the album I've selected, the Random Generator has selected is okay now i don't like in in typical artifacts in podcast form i don't know which is the album or which is the artist right so we have beach house and depression cherry beach house is the band <laughs> beach house is the band and depression cherry is the album uh do you have any do you know what these are do you know the context i know the name they're like they're kind of like sort of I think they're kind of indie, but like not like real kind of grungy, rocky indie. I think they're kind of like um, kind of maybe dreamy, electro-y indie. Oh, hipster music. Maybe hipster music. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Can can I make a? That's good. Actually, we haven't had any sort of like dreamy electro. That's cool. That'll make for for an interesting change. Um, the can I throw out a, a suggestion for the listeners to listen to? No. <laughs> of course you can alrighty then next segment uh, <laughs> there is a band uh, a friend introduced me to called Volbeat did you ever hear of Volbeat? I have and I confu- I know that I mentally confused them with something else <laughs> Volbeat are like um, it's hard to describe it's kind of like a like a 50s rock Americana rock meets Metallica sort of band except they're all danish and some of their songs this is the band i was thinking of yeah uh these are if you're if i'm going to be really really harsh these Mm -hmm. are a pastiche band uh if i'm going to be more liberal i'm like they write really fun tunes (laughs) okay so for listeners worth checking out like and it's a really weird thing to hear danish americana like that's that is cool like it's a cool thing i think um so there's my listening homework for you guys um i'm gonna say two things here okay first point so no start with your second point well my second point was that there's a very fun finnish band on that you can find on youtube called steve and seagulls who do like bluegrass covers of rock and metal songs cool you should look up their cover of thunderstruck by acdc look a a bluegrass cover of thunderstruck that's really good are they in a barn yeah I know the cover. Class. Love Isn't it. Isn't it great? It's Isn't so it good. I, I have a soft a soft spot for bluegrass. I love bluegrass. I think it's I think it's instrumentally really cool. I really like like the, the, the tumble qualities of it. And, and the, the harmonies, oh the harmonies. Man, there was a oh we're called this this podcast is like digression central, like but I once did a radio show. Um uh when I was when I was in college, I, I went on and played classical guitar for a bit. 
and oh, yeah, and uh, by Mr. Char uh, he, Mr. Charlie McGettigan of Eurovision fame, who I know at least one uh, redditor on the sub idolizes and finds it really cool that I know this person. <laughs> but I was on his show and I played my classical guitar and after that there was a proper American bluegrass band like they had flown in from America and oh my god like I realized some people maybe take this for um, for uh, advantage take granted take sorry yeah I realized some people might take this for granted if they live in the states but when you don't have that authentic thing here to be able to experience it in real life right in front of you like that glorious four-part harmony and like the sh like acoustic shred that goes on is just mm -hmm. oh, I was, I swear to it like it was it was beautiful like and it's so much so that we were listening uh, and Charlie turns around to me I was sitting uh, like uh, out of earshot of the microphones and after I finished playing he was like wasn't that superb and I was like I was in my own little world like it was like there was dead there was like dead air for a while I was like yeah yeah oh yeah Charlie yeah it was great yeah <laughs> it was just so good so good. Anyhow, anyhow, so that was your second point. What's your first point? Um, do you remember that? I think we watched the film uh, Dud Snow. Oh. Dead Snow, the one with the Nazi zombies. The medical students go on a skiing holiday and there's Nazi zombies. No, we didn't watch it. Oh, okay, I thought I watched that with you. Well, that uh, was something that we were going to watch, but we watched something different. We watched watch instead. Mega Shark. <laughs> No, I didn't watch Mega Shark. No, we we watched something. Jesus, I remember. I remember it being a little bit like Skyrim. The thing we watched. Yeah. Like a fantasy film. Yeah, it was very much kind of like, like Celts, out fighting, and. Thirteenth hmm. Warrior. Could be. That sounds familiar. It, that was the one with Antonio Banderas. And, yes. As an Arab. Yes. who gets sent away to the Vikings. Yes, that is the one. That was yeah. that was cool. That's such a stupid, great film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, no, I thought I thought we watched Dead Snow when we lived together. We uh, oh jeez, we might have Bill, Bill. That happened more than a week ago. I I find it hard to remember these things. <laughs> okay, well anyway, Dead Snow. Uh, it's a, it's a very fun film. Um, I've given you the, the the rundown already, but the at the start of it, the the music is um, it's it's a Norwegian film, so still in the kind of northern Europe, Scandinavia area. Um, the music is at the, at the opening sequence is Norwegian country music, and I mean I'm not by no means a, a sophisticated listener of country music, but it sounds pretty authentic to me. Like it sounds it's it's a good it's a good pastiche of. American country and it's sung in Norwegian. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. That's quite fun. So I, I think I think they're actually like they're quite good. Scandinavians to be quite good at adopting those styles and carrying them off quite well. Uh, we said it last time. Well I said it last time. Scandinavia, they're just good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's hardly anything they do badly. Uh it's just, it's just brilliant like tropical beaches. Yes. So beach house Depression Cherry shall be next month's victim. Cool. Awesome sauce. Cool. So uh, what's what's left? Oh, God, we've two hours. Two hours every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, so what's next on the agenda? So what we have next is the World Building Challenge slash flag corner. Okay. So uh, last time we uh, 
asked people about what podcast episodes they enjoyed the most. And the feedback seemed to have been the ones that contained the most world building. Shock horror. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it, eh? So in an effort to like, like we always talk about books and stuff, I think. But in an effort to bring back actual like we are building a thing. Um, I want to do sort of like a week, uh, like a monthly challenge thing, Bill, with you, if that's okay. That sounds good. What would it entail? Whereby uh, either we or the listeners set a task for us to do uh, during the month. And we do it and we talk about our creation the next month. Um, Mm -hmm. Within reason. Like if we open up this to the listeners, be kind. (laughs) Yeah. Write a 36 entry novel series. Yeah, like that's that that can't happen. Or like in high old Germanic. (laughs) But yeah, but something something small, doable that I think that um, people will be interested in and and could take some value from. I think that's a good thing to do. Um, So I was thinking I had two options for this month Mm -hmm. Uh, to do a bit of cartography and namely uh, city maps or town maps because we've been talking about cities and towns quite a bit. so maybe it might be cool for us to design a map to that effect. That's yeah. that's the first option. And the second option, because we haven't done flag corner in a while, is to design a flag. So city map or a flag. And the catch would be that they should be related to hand wave and dagger. So there is like a ongoing context okay. to these things. Okay. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Does that sound like a good idea? Does sound like a good idea. Oh, good. I'm not cutting this section. That's fantastic. Uh, so, what, what are you thinking? Map or flag? Uh, I actually have been working a little bit on a map um, and a kind of a description of a town, but that's actually related to my, my other project, not not Handwavia. But I, I'm, the wheels are spinning, and I think I might make a, make a Handwavia settlement. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, on which are your planets? Because you have a whole host of planets. On Handwavy itself. On Handwavy itself. Cool. Because we need a place for all those uh, ex-soldiers to uh, to go. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing that. I'm. I'm. My my own personal version of Handwavia is is separate to the crossover. But you know, listeners are free to to oh, play with it as they wish. Hang on. Is the crossover a listener thing? And we're just constructing our own little things, or what? What's going on? Like, wait, what universe does the crossover exist? Yes. <laughs> I don't think. Did you? Did could you hear me? Did they cut out there? No, no, I, I heard you. I just don't really have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, never. I'll, I'll cut that. Um, no, no. Oh, I, leave, I thought that was funny. Leave it in. <laughs> so a okay. So you're going to do do map. So I'll so. do I'll do flag then. Okay. A bear would, flag. A, there would be bears everywhere. <laughs> so many bears. It's going to be bearception. Bears within bears within bears. Deadly. Um, yeah, no, I'll do a flag for something dagger related. Like I might do, I don't know, I could do a, a flag. Oh, I could do flags for like the different factions. Like mm. a rebel flag, a government flag could do something like that. Or even just a city flag because like the city is an important place in dagger. Something like yeah. that. Anyhow, so I think that will be the... Is that okay as a, as a challenge for us to do? That's fine by me. Awesome. And I will say, this is I think this is important. Um, sometimes it can be hard to like create stuff to a deadline. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the unwritten assumption should be that we are totally allowed to not create something. 
as well. Okay. And then like, you can talk about why it didn't happen. Because I think that's an interesting thing to talk about as well. Like, why is it that like, when I attempted to do a city map, it just wouldn't work for me because in the mm -hmm. discussing of why it failed, that could help someone out. Yeah. So I think that that's good. So we don't need, I don't think we should be under pressure because I especially don't want to put you under pressure where it's like, that must be done. Come on, you have homework to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, and then listeners, let us know if there's something you'd like us to do and we'll do the monthly challenge. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Are we, are we on to our last section? We are on to our last section. Oh, it's actually, no, technically, this is the end of the show and we have to go into the green room now. Okay. It seems really strange going into green room because the last couple of episodes have just been entirely green room. Well, it feels quite comfortable to me for that reason. <laughs> like, an, like an old friend. You're like, yeah, oh. Like, like a comfortable armchair that you've just broken in. Oh, yeah. It's very lonely in here. There's no, there's no Rory this time. There's no Rory this time, no. It's, it's very poor. It's very, very poor. Uh, I I enjoyed thoroughly listening back that listened back that and editing. <laughs> great, like he's 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 just really funny. <laughs> um, anyway, so I have two things here in the green room. For the sake of time, let's do one of them. Which one of okay. those things sounds the most appealing to you? Well, I've been curious about what's been going on with this part of your life recently. Anyway, so let's hear about your tech venting. <laughs> Everyone who dislikes talking about Apple, turn away now. <laughs> okay, so, uh, do you know what's been going on in the Apple world recently? I know the thing about the book. Oh, the book. That isn't, that is not even what I'm going to talk about, but that is something we should probably address. Beyond that, and I know the thing about the headphone jack, although that's old news at this stage. Um, I don't know beyond that, no. Okay, right, so uh, you don't know the I don't, thing I don't that... really follow tech news. Okay, so you don't know the thing that's been troubling me. Uh, just really quickly, they've been pulling, doing some really stupid things recently, like some proper ridiculous things. And in the midst of doing some proper stupid, idiotic things, they released like a $300 vanity book, like a book of pictures of their products. No writing, just pictures. And it's $300 US dollars. And like that is, it's just so inappropriate. I just, that, that is infuriating in and of itself. Not even what I was going to talk about, but that is just... Oh, these are the actions of a company gone completely insane. Um, oh, I've got something kind of pithy and snarky. Oh, yeah. yeah, go for it. Go um, for it. Bit of apple bashing. I mean, I guess that's just, you know, in fitting with their tradition of planned obsolescence. Because that book is going to be completely irrelevant in 18 months' time. <laughs> Nice. As an Apple user, user I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and I know it's unfair to single Apple out because a lot of companies do that. But that's what 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 were they thinking? That's a ridiculous. It is idea. like it's it's like it's utterly ridiculous. And you know what? The book comes in two sizes, like the iPhone, and they like it's one two hundred dollar, one three hundred dollar, one like that. And it's just like what what? Well, you... obviously, you want to get the three hundred dollar one. Like, I don't want to be seen with a. Little crappy little book. Like, what? And I don't, I just don't understand what the point of that is. Like, fine if it's like, you know, okay, it's never fine to charge $300 for a book, right? But let, if you're going to do that, maybe do that when there's a changing of guard. Like when, when Tim Cook steps down and you're like, a new era has been ushered in. Let's, let's celebrate the change of guard with this like thing. But in the midst of just a run of the mill, 
year, nothing mad is happening. And in fact, it's a year where you're performing really poorly. They do this, like, and it does nothing to indenture them to the greater populace. Like, it's just awful, like. Anyhow, that's not what I wanted to complain about. What I wanted to complain about is their new MacBook Pros, right? Okay. All right. So, remember on the podcast ages ago, I talked about needing to get a new computer? Yeah, and it had to be Apple. Uh, and it, it had to be Apple because I was like in the ecosystem. I understood the OS. Like this is the platform yeah. that I do my work on. Had to be Apple. Uh, and I didn't buy a new Apple computer because they were all out of date, severely out of date. And I was waiting for the upgrade so I can get a modern, uh, a modernly specced computer. Yeah. The upgrade came, and the upgrade mm-hmm. is the single most infuriating thing I have. I have the, I had a dis like satisfaction of witnessing in a long time. It's just it's awful. The 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 computers look exactly the same as they did before. They're a little bit thinner, the usual sort of things. What they done was the thing that 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 influ- that affects me is they dropped all the ports. There are now four ports, four USB C ports on the MacBook. No card reader, no MagSafe charger. No, nothing. Just USB-C. Wait, so you charge the, the laptop with USB? You you charge the laptop through USB. But the problem is, for someone like me okay. who does video, I can't take my information from my camera and put it in to this new computer without buying, like, I don't know, a $100 dongle. And it's like, it's they've completely isolated the pro market. Like, these computers are useless to me. They're utterly utterly useless and it's like i now because ne- they don't have the, the sd card reader or whatever yeah and they, and they're also they're not well specced as well they're way overpriced like new the new 15 inch comes in at about 4k uh at the sort of levels of stuff that i would need in it and it's just 4k 4k <laughs> and you can go you can go harder like if you want a two terabyte ssd or whatever you can go more expensive again but it's like they now are a completely used platform to me and my hand has been forced and now I'm actively looking out for a Windows computer to use. And I am willing to p- go through the sacrifice of like learning different software on those platforms because Apple have completely and utterly isolated the pro market. And it's just, I don't understand the idiocy of management at the moment in Apple. It's just, mm. it's just disgusting. The headphone jack is disgusting. Like that's just... And everyone keeps defending it and being like, oh, it's not a money-grabbing thing. It's like them wanting to push for it. It's a, it's a money-grabbing thing. And that's what it is. And like, let's call a spade a spade. It's just... How... how I mean, it, this isn't me defending them. Um, I just don't understand how getting rid of all jacks by the USB could be a money-grabbing thing. Because it's, it's just it seems kind of irrelevant to that sphere. It just seems like a stupid thing to me. Well, no, because in order to use all the products that still have those quote-unquote outdated connections, you have to buy them in dongle form. Oh, right. So, so it's making people buy extra peripherals. Exactly. So you go in and you buy your Mac, right? And you need to come out of the store with like an SD card reader peripheral. You need to come out with like a... You need to come out with a peripheral. This is the worst thing. You need to come out with a peripheral that connects your new MacBook to your iPhone because they don't have the same freaking ports like. 
Ah, here. You can't even, you can't even within the Apple, Apple ecosystem connect up two Apple devices. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's almost like a, like, YouTube level of neglect. Like, YouTube are famously bad at doing anything on the platform. <laughs> like, they, their upgrades are largely useless. They always do stuff, and every creator on the, on the platform are like, why on earth would that seem like a logical thing to do? And this but is now creators can love people's comments to show them how much they appreciate the comment on the video. <laughs> yeah, the little trivial, meaningless things where you're kind of like, yeah, but we don't care about that. What we care about is X, Y, and Z, like, and it takes them forever to roll it in. Uh, but so it's almost like Apple is doing that. It's like everyone sits around at the table. And they're like, you know, be a great idea. Let's get rid of everything. And it's like, who, who taught that this is a good idea? It's just like, oh. So I'm like, and I'm, I'm really, I'm genuinely angry and upset because OS, the, the Mac OS, I think is a great operating system. And even Windows users complain that, you know, Windows kind of does weird things every so often. <laughs> like, uh, you know, upon shutdown, it decides to install like qu- a quarter of a million updates and things like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that happens on Mac OS. Like Mac OS is beautiful. Like it really is a super clean and just wonderfully functional system. But it just comes wrapped now in like a four grand box of uselessness. <laughs> and I have to like, I have to go to Windows now and I have to relearn. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just not a nice time. I just want to pull it publicly. Just, I, Apple obviously doesn't listen to this, but in, in the off chance that someone shares with them or whatever, it's just like, just let it be known, Apple. No one's happy with what you did. No It's one. part of the wider discussion. Yeah, I, exactly. Fine, yeah. We yeah. need to normalize this is not okay. Like every single professional needs to talk about this and make Apple perfectly aware that we're we're not willing to stand for this crap. Like it's just oh. I've I've a entirely spurious and unhelpful suggestion, Edgar. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> go for it. I don't think you should go to Windows. Don't don't even do it, Bill. Don't even do it. Don't even do what, Edgar. Are you gonna you're gonna tell me to go to Linux, are you? No, I was gonna oh. say you should go analog, do everything by hand. I shoot. Go back, on, go back to film. Shoot on thirty-five millimeter. Thirty-five mil. Yeah, do you know what? Quite frankly, shooting on thirty-five millimeter and doing it old school is probably more more time efficient now than doing anything productive on a MacBook Pro. Oh, and it's like, and just sorry, one last thing, right? Like, for the lay person who who has too much money and doesn't have the need for it, like they would have no problem with there being like four USB-C things. Like, they don't care. It's fine, mm. you know? Like, they don't need the high-powered things. Um, so they should they should introduce these changes at the kind of consumer end and then wait for, the, wait for everything to normalize in the market such that those connections become the standard and then bump it up to the yeah. pro range. But, like, for the, in the interim period, give the pros a big, hunking, ugly, disgusting-looking laptop with, like, an Ethernet cable adaption if you want quick upload uh, speeds, the SD card reader. Give us all, like, like give us 20 freaking ports sticking out of an every sort of weird angle. Like, we don't care about your stupid sense of form over function. Like, just allow us to work on your platform. That's all we want. <laughs> it's just so bad. So I've been looking up, uh, for those interested, uh, currently I'm looking up uh, Dell, the Dell XPS 15, I believe it is, with the top specs. And how much th- is that coming out at? Oh, how much is that coming out at? I, was it something just over two grand? 
I think it was something okay. just just over two grand. So I mean, like a two thousand dollar savings, and and you you can spec it higher than the MacBook because you can't spec the MacBook that high because you can't fit that amount of specs in their beautifully thin body. It's like oh, Jesus. You should get two of them. Yeah, you have to get two MacBooks exactly. It's like oh, it's just. It's just no, no. You should you should get two. Of the Dells. Two Dells. Same price. Yeah. I, I could do that, yeah, exactly. I, you know, like, if I really if I really wasn't bothered about specs, I could pick up, like, 20 little computers for the price of a MacBook. Like, it's just... Uh, that one and the Lenovo is a ThinkBook. I've heard a lot of people do CAD work on that. Uh, and I'm assuming, without doing too much research on this yet, CAD is an intensive... A CPU-intensive thing uh, and a graphically-intensive thing. So that sounds great. Uh, for me as well, so I'm looking into these things. So I am like 90% ready to make the switch. The only thing that I'm worried about is just this the the time needed to to learn new stuff. Like it's like, oh, we need a new video from you, Edgar, next week. It's like I'm really sorry. I need to learn how to use like Premiere Pro because I can no longer use Final Cut because it's it's locked down on the the tin sliver of over expensive metal. So, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just massive ramp, but it's it's so infuriating. Yeah. Like, it's 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 awful. Like it's just quite alright. It's, oh, it's just it's just so annoying. And like and, and also like the iPhone again. Like the the iPhone. Just the, I don't really care about the new iPhone because I'm not going to buy the thing. But like the you can't charge your iPhone and listen to music at the same time. What? Because there's one port. <laughs> there's one port. So unless you have wireless headphones, then you can. But if you have wired headphones, right? like studio headphones, the way I do, you can't have a, uh, a the charger plugged in and plug in your adapter at the same time. It's just like, what is this even? But that's fine. Like, how you is this just even? need to, like, get an adapter. <laughs> you need an adapter for your... It's just like, this is how... Why are we... This is 2016, like, why are we... This seems like this dongle-tastic sort of thing. This kind of seems like a 90s sort of thing. Like, I feel like we've transported back in time. Like with adapters and oh god, and then sorry, and then just to go on even further. Then like Apple defenders, and I like Apple. Like I'm in bed with Apple here, but I don't. I'm, I don't think I'm an Apple defender. But the people who are, they're like, oh, what? See, what's happening is they're selling you the naked robotic core, and it's up to you to adapt it to your needs. And you're like, will you shut up? What? Just what are you talking about? <laughs> Like if you're gonna if you're gonna sell a naked robotic core, give it to me for a fraction of the price because you're emitting all of the stuff. Don't sell me a four grand naked robotic core, you Ah oh! That's a stupid thing to say. Whoever said it should feel stupid. Uh it came from some really notable tech podcasters, so if this ever be funny if it ever reaches them, they'd be like, Ooh, who's this who are these upstarts? <laughs> Who's this Bill McGrath chap? This Bill, or uh, if if the last episode is ending to go by Bill McGarth. Bill McGarth, yes. Thank you for that, Edgar. Uh, Getting my name wrong. For the listeners, I put Bill. I I misspelled Bill's name in in the audio description, and he was he was not pleased. <laughs> um. Anyhow, that's all I wanted to complain about, and I just I thought I'd drop in the show because we had talked before about making about getting new computers, and lots of people recommend the Windows, and now I'm seriously thinking about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the, and also, it's good to get get these things off 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 my chest because most people most people don't care. They're like, uh, <laughs> "Is it not just a computer?" And you're like, "No, it no, it's not. It's not just a computer." It's like, why why do you care 
about a CPU that's 2.8 gigahertz as opposed to 2.6. And you're like, I, I just care. I just, just leave it. I, I just care. Because n- numbers are better. Yeah, yeah big... Some numbers are better than some other numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what you resort to. Like, um, So anyhow, I just, that, that's, that's, that's all I want to talk about. Thank you, Bill. You're very welcome. <laughs> Does that end our show? I think that ends the show. Oh boy, it's been it's been a weird episode. Uh, I promise, dear listener, I promise next month will be a very world building heavy month because we're literally going to be world building. <laughs> so that'd be a good thing. Also, there is a small chance we may not have a Christmas episode out. Um, that we may not. We may not. So, do you want? Do we want to take time to wish everyone a happy Christmas? I think we um, probably should. I mean. I mean, we can do it anyway, and, you know, I suppose if there is a Christmas episode, that's fine. Yeah. So, happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> happy happy Christmas, everyone. I suppose this will be out only, like, a couple of weeks before Christmas, because it's the 4th now. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be, that's, that's an acceptable time to wish people Christmas. Yeah. Actually, well, when is the accept, when can I start wishing people uh, a happy Christmas on the streets, like? Uh, the 28th. <laughs> You heard, early. you heard it here first, folks. Oh, do you, wait, you mean the 20, 28th of November? No, no, no. The of December. December. <laughs> Get it in real early. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, so happy Christmas, everyone. Thanks for sticking around for another year. Yeah. Well, I remember this, yeah. this is our second Christmas episode, so people people have been here, some people have been here for over a year, and that's... Because we, we were a little way into it when um, we were, we, like, we'd had a good few episodes out when we went to see The Force Awakens, and we did our Force Awakens episode. We did. Um, so that's, that's almost a year ago now. It's just shy of a year ago. Isn't that mental? Um, no. I think you should come down again, and we should go see Rogue One if you're able to get the time from work. I was totally going to suggest that. Excellent. <laughs> when When is Rogue One being released? Soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go to work. Uh, I need to get off work soon. When? I don't know. Bill says soon. <laughs> Uh, no, we should totally make that happen. Um, I'll see if I can get down. Cool. Excellent. Okay, right, folks. Happy Christmas. Uh, I will see you. I will see you um, likely on the other side of Christmas. So have a great one. Happy New Year. All, all the other jazz. Um, and Bill, same to you if I don't talk to you. And same to you, Edgar. Uh, do you want to do the Edgar out? One. Edgar out. Oh, I don't have to do the countdown. One, two, three. Edgar out. Edgar out. out. out.